Hello and welcome to the Brew Interviews, the only podcast where everything is made up and the points don't matter. I am Robbie and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend Lauren. It is episode 33 and this week we have not one, but two wonderful guests from the new and extremely popular Branch and Blade Brewing in Keene, New Hampshire. We're going to sit them down, ask them a few questions, and then move on to the main topic of the night. What do you think are the most overrated bands in history? So relax and grab a beer, this is no charade. Tonight we chat with Branch and Blade. This week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. I'm sorry to cut it. Robbie, that was <laughs> I so feel like good. That intro, the first like, sentence, though, was stolen from something. Yes, it definitely was. <laughs> it's, uh, sounds like I it's never get before. these references. Lauren knows no references. <laughs> I, I don't love watch it, though. Movies. You know I don't nothing, John. <laughs> So normally this is the part where I ask Lauren how she's doing, um, but tonight I really don't give a fuck because we have Trevor and Jesse, the owners and operators of Branch and Blade. Blah. That is so fucking hard to say sometimes when I'm trying to talk fast. Branch, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Branch and Blade Brewing. Oh, that answers one of my questions. Jesus. What? We get a lot of Blanche and Braid. Blanche. I've definitely called yeah. you Blanche and Braid. It makes it good for when people are ordering a drink at the bar and we know when to cut them off. Yeah. Well, I, see, I would say that. So. Well, when we first heard about you guys, I think I was calling you Blade and Branch. I think I was switching them. When we, because you guys opened right when we started this podcast. And so I, I'm an idiot. So I just kept calling you Bladen Branch. Yeah, something like I that. I think for like the first two episodes. And I was like, oh, fuck. We definitely called them the wrong name <laughs> the whole time. So, Trevor, Jesse, why don't you guys introduce yourself, say a little bit about yourself. (laughs) And crickets. Uh, I'm Trevor. Uh, I like to brew sour beers. He has a beard. I have a beard. It's rather red. It's magnificent, really. It's magnificent, really. Uh, Are you guys going to, a little um, question here, you guys are going to ask us about our brewing past, because I feel like that might be something that he would want to talk about. How we got into brewing, or is that part oh, of the introduction? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, well, we'll ask you. Go for it. I actually, my friend AJ really got me into brewing. Uh, during college, he was like, oh, I'm going to brew a batch at my house this weekend. Do you want to come over? I was like, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'll brew it and you can drink it. I was like, okay, that yeah. works. <laughs> and actually, yep. like right after, I had so much fun that... I was like, hey, you want to brew another one tomorrow? And he goes, I don't have any of the stuff for it. I was like, well, I'll go to the store with you. And he goes, it doesn't really work like that. Like, <laughs> I have to find a specialty store. And yeah. Uh, but then I, yeah, I got into home brew myself and blah, blah, blah. Met Jesse and blah, blah, blah. Here we are. It's really good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. I'm and how does you two meet? Was it like a, like a dating app? Do you like it on yeah. a brew? Like it's a, a brew, you swipe left, right? right. <laughs> Like, we met oh, on I really uh, like sours too. Yeah, we yes. met on Bubble for friends. Uh, <laughs> man with man uh, with we, beard we, looking for beards. <laughs> rugby is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We met through rugby. Uh, I didn't want to give up the college life, so I went back. Amen. After I graduated, and I, I coached, and Jesse had transferred in, and uh, I kept calling him Tyler, uh, which was another <laughs> guy on the team at the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of looks like a Tyler. Well, we had a teammate who was Tyler, who was like kind of my doppelganger. Yeah, uh, but fun story here. Trevor's actually younger than I am, and he graduated two years, fourteen, two years before I did. Yeah, from Keene State. From LaSalle College. LaSalle College in New England, Mass. Yeah. Oh. So Boston. Basically. That's because you're going to be a doctor, oh, right? Were you? 
I, well, I'm like I'm, I took the Van Wilder approach, yeah. so seven years for, <laughs> for <laughs> that actually. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was like I, honestly, it was really a good way to kind of like when I got to LaSalle and I started playing rugby, we met Trevor, and I had no idea that he was brewing. I had brewed before that, and we actually through college, neither of us even really talked about brewing at all. Like, not we didn't brew any batches together. We actually never even brewed one home batch together before we started this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How long had you known each other before you realized that you both were brewers? I don't know. Three years? Yeah. But, like, it wasn't like we talked every day or even every week or every month. It was just kind of one of those things where uh, I found out that you were working down the road from my dad's house. So I was like, oh, well, you drive through Keene every day. Let's just grab a beer together. And then it turned into, well... Want to open a brewery? Like, right down the road. <laughs> hey, you like beer? I like beer. Let's let's open a brewery. It's simple. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it was a little more. I don't know. So I was working in a town in Massachusetts, but I was living in uh, New Hampshire, and I was looking for a place to move closer to work. And Trevor had just bought a house, and he was he had remembered that I was looking for a place, so he hit me up and asked if I wanted to move in. Um, and I snagged it up because it was like a half hour from where I was teaching. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just took it. And the rent was obviously, yeah, I mean, rent is expensive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, unless you know the guy. Yeah, I, so, <laughs> I, uh, a cheaper rent is good. Honestly, I didn't know that Jesse would move in. I invited Winston. <laughs> You're like, yo, your dog want to move in? Oh, also, they have the cutest dog in the I saw the pictures. I saw Winston. the pictures. <laughs> so, you guys, you guys both yeah, went to Keene State, correct? I thought here, yeah, I thought it said somewhere that you guys went to Keene State. Maybe I just read something else. I don't know. No. Uh, no, but our can the person that does most of our can art, she went to Keene State. Kristen, so maybe that's Kristen? yeah, Kristen. Kristen yeah. yeah. So maybe that's nice. where that can be. It's is. yeah, it's definitely possible. I was gonna say because I remember I work at Keene State. Oh really? Maybe that's part yeah. of it. <laughs> You're drinking a cognitive right now? Cognitive misfires? Way to ruin it. Way to ruin the surprise. <laughs> oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> Well, I told them Kristen did the label on that. Yes, yeah, so she 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 does like ninety percent of our work. Yeah, we love her stuff. It's so awesome. It's very or- yeah, original. We, right. we definitely do. Yeah, I retract my statement and we'll go on <laughs> not well, drinking. Not, <laughs> I can edit that. <laughs> <it out. laughs> well, do you want to do you want to tell do you want to tell them about Cognitive misfires? You want to tell them? Yeah, do I want to tell the people who it? brew? There's this beer. Yeah, so tonight I am actually drinking one of Branch and Blade's beers, uh, Cognitive Misfires. It is a sour double IPA, 9% alcohol. Damn, I thought it was 10. It's, not, it's so close, close enough. <laughs> it's not bad. I like the color, that's for sure. <laughs> this is really awkward. Everybody's just staring at me. <laughs> the pressure's on. We're all just We're watching, not so watching you smell the beer and taste the beer. <laughs> um, no, it's good. Throw up immediately. <laughs> so, just to preface this, Robbie, His face is just, oh. Robbie's not a huge fan of sour. I, uh. No, okay, I'm a fan. It's just really hit or miss lately. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think I've had like a, a sour double IPA before. I don't, not that I. What's the, what's the difference between a, a regular sour and a sour double IPA? Um, so these ones, we actually brew it like an IPA, but we sour it halfway through with a kettle sour. Okay. Um, and then we actually treat it like an IPA for the whole process. Uh, with most of our sours, uh, sour IPAs, uh, cognitive, I'm pretty sure we use lactose in. And then we also used uh, with fruit. Okay. So with uh, cognitive, we did red currant and black currant. So you can definitely tell that it, yep. it 
it's brewed like an IPA because it doesn't taste like any other sour I've had. It definitely tastes like a, like almost like a hoppy IPA in a way, which is different. And I kind of like that. Yeah, I think one of the main things with like a sour IPA as opposed to a sour or an IPA yeah. is that, especially what we're doing if we're doing kettle sours, as Trevor said, but our dry hopping program is the same as we would with an okay. IPA. So you're still getting the hop characteristics, whatever was in that beer, whatever we hopped it with, you're still going to get the characteristics of that hop in mm-hmm. beer from the dry hop or in the whirlpool or in the kettle, however we used it. You can tell neither of us are like super knowledgeable on like the process totally. Like we kind of yes, learn. I know that I like sour. Yeah. We like, we kind of <laughs> learn whenever we like research something new or we find a new beer and stuff like that. So it's actually kind of nice hearing the actual process. So. Yeah, the kettle sour is, uh, I mean, the way I look at it is it's very, like, introductory mm-hmm. to sour. Yes. Um, I think in, like, if you talk to other brewers, they're like, oh, you guys are doing kettle sours. And it's, like, you know, not really a, like, impressive thing. Yeah. But it's, very, like, I think from a consumer standpoint, it's desirable because um, if you're using other types of bacteria to sour beer, like Brett, or um, if you use PDO, which we actually have a beer with PDO right now, but... Um, that changes the characteristics of that sour. They usually become much more tart. Yeah. Whereas a kettle sour is very approachable. Like you can be somebody who's never had a sour before and say, oh, I hate sours, but they try a kettle sour and they're like, oh, that's actually really nice because that lactose sour, it's pretty mild. It's it's very approachable. That's the way I look at yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's got to be true. So yeah, easy control. Uh, with a kettle sour, it's like flipping a switch. You could just bring it to a boil and turn the sour off. Uh, which is kind of neat because, like most of ours, we leave for two days or so. But we could, we could, if it's getting really sour, we could cut it off at one day. We could extend it. It's just, it's really nice. Whereas, uh, like a, a, a lacto PDO or Brett sour in barrels or fooders or whatever you want to do, like they can just keep getting sour over time. With this, we're like, okay, that's the right level. Mm-hmm. It's done, and it'll stay that level for whole time the beer's out yeah I, I, it's like, nice because it's not a super overwhelming yeah sour not at all flavor. yeah like you get all the other flavors in the beer instead of just like a hey this is really tart kind of normally know, like a slap in the face with certain sours that i've had where it's just like just i can't even tolerate it but this yeah super easy it almost drinks like an ipa but it still has that those sour characteristics i guess but yeah i like to use i like to use your beers for my friends who say that they don't like sours, I'm like, well, just just try this one. I'm sure you'll like it. Definitely good. So what are you guys drinking? Well, we're all drinking the same thing. I'm going to let them explain it because uh, they brewed it. That's not fair. I had to explain <laughs> mine. Uh, actually, this thing's getting down there. But Trevor's drinking yeah, he's out drinking out of a literal fish bowl. <laughs> um, so we're drinking augmented reality. Uh, and this is one that we're super happy and super proud of. Uh, Jesse spent a lot of time working on the yeast characteristics of our IPAs. And this is just kind of like the culmination of countless hours of research mm-hmm. and testing. Um, so I wanted to steal the show and I was like, well, you created the yeast, so I'm going to create the IPA that kind of brings it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Thanks for doing all the yeah. hard work, right? <laughs> I built this recipe that like without the house yeast, it would have just been like one of the run of the mill IPAs out there. But the yeast actually really brings it together. It creates that nice haze. Um, it holds the, the juiciness and fruitiness of the hops. Uh, so 
it's called augmented reality it's a double ipa uh comes in at eight percent we uh uh we use citra and mosaic in the whirlpool and we dry hopped it with citra mosaic and enigma and uh Jesse can talk a little more about the spice he gets from it, but <laughs> I get a lot of end? a lot of pineapple uh, and a lot of like overripe, uh, almost candied fruit from this. Yeah, there's a, definitely a ton of like tropical characteristics to it. I just get a spice on the nose, but I don't know. We we used a couple different hops in it. Um, we use Citra, uh, Mosaic, and Enigma. Citra Mosaic are classic combination for IPAs, especially New England IPAs, but. Um, Enigma to me has like it's delicious. I love the hop, but it has like this weird spicy character. Also, the yeast uh, accentuates that. Uh, I think from what we've developed, it, whatever hops we use in it, whatever flavors you get from that hop, I think is accentuated by the yeast, which can be a very good thing, or it can be slightly misleading for, depending on the style. So if we're doing an IPA, it's probably better to use more New England IPA. Mm. Probably better to use more of like a tropical hop um but you know it, it depends it depends what your you know what your preference is this one i think it's delicious i love it i'm excited to see what we can do moving forward with different hops um hops that maybe are harder for us even to get uh but i think it's it's definitely a launching point for us is this a new release or is yeah, this something that's been out for a little while now uh we release it tomorrow oh really oh shit yeah, hasn't even been released yet God what damn. up yeah <laughs> Do you want to talk about what it's leading into? Yeah, actually, that's a yeah, that's a good point. Um, we're gonna start. We, we so our whole. I guess we need to uh, give you some context before I kind of let the cat out of the bag here. Uh, <laughs> uh oh. So we so when we opened, our whole goal was to kind of be completely experimental, never do anything twice, just put out a bunch of beer, see what people mm-hmm. want. Um, I think a lot of breweries open and they tell you what you should drink. So we open and say, here's our IPA, drink our IPA. Here's our stout, drink our stout. We opened and we said, we don't know what's best. You tell us. So we just made a bunch of everything. So we kept putting out beers and saying, what do you think? We were getting people's feedback, basically. We were doing like a, a large scale um, like poll. <laughs> we were always getting people's feedback, trying to understand what people really wanted we knew what we wanted trevor and i before we opened this i think it's important to understand that we went around to every brewery in this area from portland to mass like i mean i guess i could just i could just say it. in portland we would go to mass landing to um mass landing is one of our favorites like it, i feel like it's still even now kind of like a little hidden gem oh, yeah. it's so good. It's um, so good. you know Bissell brothers is in portland too we love Oxbow. Like when we went to Portland, yeah, we hit up Oxbow and we we're like, "This is like what we want to be long term." But it's yeah. just like so. There's so much going on there. Urban Farm, Urban Farm from Ontario. We actually met we met them again at uh, EBF last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, love what they're doing. Very That's unique. Extreme Beer Fest for any listeners that don't know what that is. Yeah, I thought you were telling me. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I know that. Uh, so so we traveled around and we went to all these places. Treehouse in Massachusetts, obviously Trillium. You know all the all the big names. Yeah. Um, and that's what we like to drink. So we gathered that information and said, this is what we like to drink. And at that point, you know, obviously that was completely blown up. So we thought that's what we should make um so we went into that into this with that purpose um but we didn't know exactly 
if we were doing it the way we thought we knew how to do it. Um, so we would come out with new beers and basically look for feedback, see if this is not only our own feedback, obviously we're our first and most critical judge of every single beer we make. Yeah. And to this day, we also ask everybody what they think and how they feel. We have some regulars that come in and, um, you know, who do the same thing that we did. We travel, you know, they travel around and grab beers from everywhere. Uh, but that kind of like directed our brewing process to what it is today. Um, so <laughs> you can hear the, the pup park, parking in the yeah. background. So long story short, I mean, really what it comes down to is like, we just wanted to brew beer that we like to drink. And, uh, after almost a year now of us just constantly experimenting and working with things, I think we've really found certain recipes and I, I almost call it a system, like a, a way of doing things that we think make the beer what it is. And um, we're really proud of it. Like we've come a long way. We've been working like 80 hours a week for a year. So yeah, you should be like, proud. We're really happy with what we did. Yeah. yeah. It's been a lot of work. I was going to say, I have friends in like Manchester and like Northern New Hampshire and stuff like that that, were, that are telling me about Branch and Blade. And they're like, oh, we're going to go down to Keene again and we're going to get all this beer. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I was like, I can't wait till I'm back and I can actually do that shit. But So your name's definitely getting out there, that's for sure. That's good, yeah. And we didn't really focus much on that. I think, actually, you know, from a business standpoint, I think we focused a lot on the product, yeah. maybe even more than we should have, if you're looking at it from a business aspect. Because yeah. all we really cared about was are we putting a good product out there rather than are we making money off of this how much does this beer cost that kind of, like that never was really a factor into what we were doing yeah. um which is a testament but at the same time it's you know we're still running a business so like we have to figure that mm -hmm. out um but that being said i think what i was trying to get to that you know i <laughs> went around quite a bit but uh is that we are going to be releasing finally we're going to be releasing some rotational beers um, we're going to start with a rotational ipa series uh, it's called the Seven Deadly Sins. So as you can imagine, there are seven of them. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So the first one will be Envy, and we're releasing it next week. And actually, so next Saturday, we'll have it in cans and on tap. What's next Saturday? Robbie, what's next Saturday? Probably next Saturday. How the fuck? I'm not a... <laughs> the fuck do I know? I don't give a shit. <laughs> You're not a... Yeah, I think it's next Saturday. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. God. 16. 16. You're right. You're right. I was looking for it, but it, it just so happens <laughs> that it coincides with uh, Trevor's being humble because it coincides perfectly with uh, our sour program, which um, for as much work as I, like, I put into yeast and, and exploring different combinations and ratios of, you know, blending yeast and whatever, uh, Trevor's put a, the same amount of work into developing our sour program, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we came up with Electric Love, what, like, Four weeks ago? Oh, wow. Three three weeks ago, maybe. Really? So we sold out of it in like two weeks. That now. was three weeks ago? Yeah. So, uh, oh, shit. It was really good. I, I heard yeah, it was that good. Went fast and... Yeah, I have a can. I have a can also. <laughs> and we're... That's, that's been, you know, Trevor's baby. He's been working on that. So, um, you know, we're both we're both hard at work and, and really trying to propel us to that next level. Yeah. Uh, we think that we finally found some, some ways to actually get there. Yeah. About three weeks from now, uh, we're actually beginning coming out with the uh, with Electric Love Part Two. Uh, the first version was a blackberry raspberry, and the second one is a hundred percent mandarin orange. Uh, it's just going to be a, a juice bomb, orange. It's 
That crazy. yeah, that has my name on it. Yeah, I was <laughs> just gonna say, Robbie loves anything. Yeah, here. anything <laughs> orange. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually. Yeah, that'll that'll be an overload. I just bought um, uh, was it Belching Beaver? They have a like an yeah. orange, like milkshake, IPA. I think it was an IPA, and it tastes like an orange creamsicle. It's crazy. Oh man, it's crazy. There's so many good breweries now too. They're just like, you know, you can go. It's becoming such like a regional thing. You don't have to drive to go get good beer anymore. You can go to your local place. Well, that's that's the thing is like you guys. So, which I really appreciate being from Keene is that the only brewery that was like here growing up was Elm City. And they they don't. They're a great. They're a great brewery. I love going there for food, but they don't distribute. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't do anything to get out there. So for me growing up, it was always just like a restaurant. But like now, I can be like there's this really good brewery in my hometown yeah. like it's so nice and the fact that you guys like rely on your customer feedback is is awesome like yeah. i i really appreciate that when i go to a brewery and they like really take customer feedback uh into consideration like there have been some that i've had and then i've gone to a brew fest and i was like oh, i didn't really like that beer when i had it and they're like well we heard customer feedback we changed our recipe so like try it now so I'll give a little away, but I won't give too much because we've been keeping it under wraps. But we constantly get people asking us, like, when are you bringing this back? Or what are you bringing yeah. back? Uh, so we have our, our one-year anniversary coming up. Uh, and I won't say what we're bringing back, but we're bringing back uh, at least two of the fan favorites um, that we may or may not have had right around our opening. Uh, Very excited. And... I, I loved the beers a lot, so I'm, I'm excited to do them again. And uh, there might be slight changes to them based on the, the knowledge that we have now that we didn't have then, but I think people will, will like it even more if they really like those beers. I think that's a super important point, too, is that one of the reasons why we didn't do the same beer over and over is because we thought, like, oh, we had to experiment and do all these new beers. But we're realizing now that we can do the same beer again, but it could be the improved version of the yeah. beer. And every brewery does it. Every good brewery does that. They take their recipe and they try to improve it. But we thought, I don't know why, but at least I thought, I guess I shouldn't speak for you, but I thought you brew a beer and it has to be the same thing. And the consistency is so important. So if you bring back a beer, it has to be exactly the same. But now I'm realizing it doesn't. It has to be, You should. it should be better every time, right? Yeah. Like theoretically, if you're doing something more, you're going to learn more about it. And therefore, every time you do it, it should be better. I mean, Ghosted. We're, we're releasing Ghosted tomorrow. It's a sour IPA that we've done once before. Uh, it's peach apricot with, well, blood peach and apricot with a citrus dry hop. And our second batch, we were like, I loved the beer the first time, but it could use more peach. Mm-hmm. So this time we added more peach to it. And it's the same beer. It's just peachier. It's a little different. And... I think it's better. There are a number of companies that like every year they release the same the same beer technically, but it always it differs just a little bit on how it tastes. Like I think uh, like Goose Island when they do their their bourbon barrel age series, apparently that changes a little yeah. bit every year and just like so there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I think that it's important to improve on your right. beer. Why would you put out a beer that you know people are think is okay when you can improve it? Right. I, th- I mean, I look at. It brewing beer a lot like I look at cooking. If I mean, it, it pretty much is the same thing, honestly. Yeah. Um, but if I go and I make, I don't know, just chicken, I, I heat up chicken and I saute chicken or something, and I put salt and pepper on it, and I'm like, this is good, I can eat it. But then the next time I put on, like, 
onions and peppers and all these different spices, like, you know, you can always make it better. Yeah. Yes. And, and cooking and brewing are very similar in that way. You can always make something better and people are going to appreciate it if it's better, though. <laughs> it has to, yeah. has to improve. <laughs> and as a consumer, I think that that's, that's fun. Like, if you released... Granted, I didn't get to try Ghost, Ghosted, the first time it was released, but you both say that it's better the second time, so say it was a beer that you released the third time, like, I'm looking forward to seeing how right. the recipe would yep. be improved the next time that I already released. have, yeah, and it's funny you say that, because I already have something, I think we would be on the same page of what we would want to do with it for the third time. Yeah, definitely. And if, uh, I think we're going to start doing that with a lot of our Samurai <laughs> beers as well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. We're being a little secretive because <laughs> fine, we're excited and uh, it's just not out there yet. And uh, it's it's only in our minds at this point. And once it's like finally in a glass, then uh, well, plus, it'll be fully open. Like another, another point to that, though, is we, we don't really know. Like we don't have the answers, right? So we could try something and it could not be what we want. And then we don't want to release yeah. that. You know? If and it I- doesn't turn out the way we want it, then we're not going to release it. It's just, it's just that simple, you know? Oh, understandable. You can burn chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I burnt it all, even, anyways. <laughs> no, no, not good. Don't don't put it out there. So, you guys, as you were saying, started this brewery without ever brewing a beer together? Yeah. So, like, how much communication do you guys have? How do you decide to come up with a beer? Do one of you guys just, like, have an idea, and you're like, hey, let's do this, and the other one... Has, has one of you ever come to the other with, like, a really good, like, what you think is going to be a really good idea for a beer, and the other one's like, no, I don't think that's going to work? <laughs> yes, every No, that's never <laughs> I've never said we should do this, and Jesse's like, that. nobody would buy that. Yeah, Trevor is uh, very, Trevor and I are opposites in a lot of ways, where Trevor is very creative. Whatever thought comes to mind, he's just going to share. But a lot of times, I'm the guy that's like, that doesn't make any sense, dude. <laughs> don't do that you <laughs> really want to do a, uh, a brown ale with beef bouillon cubes yes, yes. He, actually yes. Wants to, he wants to make a <laughs> beef stew like, beer yeah do it <laughs> which I'll put, like, I'm not against see I don't want to kill creativity so I think about it I'm like how can we do it I always think how can we do it first oh, man. But, but I'm still practical so I won't say we should do it right now because I don't think we should do it right now we don't know how to do that right now <laughs> I think we should have done it yesterday we shouldn't just go for it and Wait, hope it works we should actually have a Billion bouillon cubes. There you go. <laughs> Billion beef bouillon. Oh, man. Yeah. Dang. I'd buy it. But, yeah, that's, I mean, our process is pretty straightforward. It's, it's uh, you know, what do, again, it goes back to well, what do we like to drink? Mm-hmm. What is in that beer that we like to drink? How do we get that? And then we talk about what kind of hops we want to use, what kind of grain, what kind of adjunct, whatever. Um, but, you know, when we write recipes, sometimes we write it together. Like, we wrote the, we'll write, like, the rotational IPAs. We'll write those together. Um, but sometimes Trevor's just like, I have this idea and I want to, I want to try this beer and he'll just write it or vice versa. I'll have one and it's the same thing. So, uh, there's no, there's not really much of a, um, like filtering process too much. I, I personally, it's the same thing I tell the artist. So Kristen, who does most of our artwork, I tell her, we give her a name sometimes and she just does it because we don't want to tell her like, here's what we we're looking for. Do this, do that, because that's killing creativity. You should have an idea and run with it because it's your creation. We want it to be what you want it to be. Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, we'll have like a, a recipe and we'll be like, I want it to come out like this. And whether it's me, him, or both of us, 
we'll be like, okay, I want this IPA to look like this, smell like this, and taste like this. And how do I get it to that point? And whether whether we have to do a little more research on something, or we're like, okay, like this beer that we did was awesome in this sense, but it lacked in other senses. And I could take from this beer and move this around and try this, and like this temperature, that temperature. We that's how we do it. We we're like, yeah, so. This level, this amount of uh, oats in this beer was perfect. Or, or this beer had like the amount of wheat. Uh, I really like the dry hopping timing on this or the whirlpool temperature and timing on that. And that's kind of like, we come together and we're like, okay, so you did this last time. I did this last time. I think yours was good. Mine was good. Let's meet in the middle. Or yours is a little better on this point. Mine was a little better on this point. And that's kind of where we come together on, especially the rotationals. Um, but that's how we've built over the past almost year now it's almost like uh, your idea my idea and then let's collaborate so it's like an in-house collaboration i was just yeah. gonna say you yeah. collaborate on yeah exactly <laughs> that actually leads me into like one of my big questions that i had for you guys because i always kind of believe that like complacency kind of kills creativity and while like while the, the like the competition for craft beer it's huge so it's always kind of be that ever-present yeah. thing and i believe the new thing is to just be bold and different and it can kind of separate like an, your average brewery to somebody who's super successful. You know what I mean? And I'm just kind of wondering, is there anything that you guys do to just help maintain that creativity? Oh, man. I, there's actually, speaking of bold and creative, yeah. So we just came out with a beer called Mermaid's Lemonade, which is super bold and probably not going to be a fan favorite, honestly, honestly, just because it's Goza. And that's just, people don't line up for Gozas. Nobody comes out and says... You know, I'm going to wait in line and grab two cases of this goes. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. But we actually brewed it for EBF uh, in Boston last week, Extreme Beer Fest. Um, their, one of their challenges was to uh, brew a beer under 5%, I think. Uh, that's considered extreme. So we uh, originally we were going to do a kvass, uh, but we heard that a couple other breweries were doing it about six weeks before the festival. So uh, we went with the Super Goza, uh, we brewed it with roasted lemons. So went into the store and bought like two hundred lemons. I went to three different stores and came nice. and bought them out. <laughs> like I look like a madman. Yeah. Like, Give me all your lemons. And he has like five grocery stores. No one has lemons. Like, you have that housewife who like them? wants her gin and tonic, and she's like, "God damn it, where yeah. is the fucking lemon in this whole town?" Yeah, we were at Richard Blade. So we bought them out and we we sliced them, juiced them by hand. Uh, we used the lemon juice. We preserved it. We kept it in the refrigerator and then used it on the cold side. But we took the lemons, the actual rinds of the lemons. Uh, we roasted them in the oven and then we used them in the mash. So we mashed in our you know our typical brewing process for a kettle sour. Uh, we mashed it with the lemons, uh, and then we also put agave in it, uh, both in the whirlpool and on the cold side as well. Uh, and then spirulina. So spirulina is a blue green algae. Uh, which is so Trevor loved to say at the at the festival every time somebody came up and got it, Trevor's like, "Yeah, this is our uh, this is our first allergy beer," I mean, which I, is implying that it's not our last. Yeah, it's just the first. I, I I don't want it to be our last. I think I've already thought of ways that we can improve on it. Great. See, that's that's why it works. Uh, so that was a that was a the 
year that was super creative. Uh, we owe a lot we, of that. We got a little bit of help from the ghost. We owe a lot of that to a guy we call the ghost, who is the guy that came down here and is a contract. Well, he's a brewer that we contracted to come down here and teach us the system. Um, he has helped us immensely every step of the way. Every time we have a question, um, every time we have a stupid idea, he's, <laughs> and he's like, please don't do that to a beer. Please yeah. don't. So we do it. And yes, and we goes. do it anyway. <laughs> uh, so, and he's actually the one that wrote that recipe. And then, you know, it was a fun back and forth between like, you know, uh, if we're going to, you know, he wanted us to grill the lemons, for example, but we don't have a grill here. And he's like, yeah, you guys can use your commercial grill. And we're like, we don't have one of those. So you're making that up. <laughs> so, so we tried to make a grill, like a makeshift grill on top of our stove. We put like a, uh, basically like the oven rack yes. on top of the stove and tried grilling. It's the burnt, middle of the winter, so we couldn't use our actual yeah. grill. You just start a bonfire in the back and throw a yeah. thing over it and use all the lemons. So we just, we roasted them and said, I mean, that's not really like a big deal. You're not going to get any like smokiness from lemons or anything in the beer. It's just you uh, think you would, you would like grill the lemons? If, you, we, like, if we smoked them, you would have gotten some good yeah, smoke flavor. Yeah, yeah. But so, grilling it between roasting, I don't think there would have been too much of a distinguished flavor no. at all. No. Honestly, I think if those lemons were were smoky in that beer... I think it would be bad, right? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how that would... Well, it would either it'd be, be really weirder. good, like you were drinking a lemonade at like a barbecue... Or it would just be like, don't ever put this yeah, out don't there. Again. Don't do this again. <laughs> I get that a lot. Oh, another <laughs> extreme beer. <laughs> well, this was my this is my first point with these beers because like when you said that creativity, I think it was maybe a couple months into us opening. Um, well, I guess I should preface it. We have a we have a series, uh, the Alone series. Um, and it's our, our frat version, which is really a milkshake IPA essentially, yes. but it's our. New England version of a milkshake. I like it, though. I like the name. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we've been doing those for a while, but we came out with one. I think it was maybe our fourth one that we came out with uh, called Alone in the Dark. And that was a chocolate-covered strawberry frap IPA. So it still had all of the flavors of an IPA. It was dry hopped like an IPA. Yeah. But it had chocolate malt and strawberry, a ton of strawberry, and <laughs> cocoa powder, and cacao nibs. And yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, it it sounds... was, there was a lot going on. Too much it, going on. It was wild. But that was part of like being creative and saying, you know what, fuck it, let's yeah. do it. Let's just yeah. go for it and see what happens. Um, you know, I, the the like the side of me, the practical side of me, says we should have done a homebrew batch of it. Yeah. <laughs> But the more fun side of me says, let's just try it. it, right? Well, the way I explained it to people when we were about to come out with it, uh, and I, I told some of our regulars, I was like, yes, we're doing this chocolate-covered strawberry frat IPA. Like, oh, how is it? I was like, well, we won't know, but it could be the best beer we will ever make or the worst <laughs> beer made in history <laughs> or anywhere in between. And I think you hit your mark. Yeah, it was It was in that range. Uh, I think it was a little more towards one of the worst beers we will make. But I will say some people loved it. Some people really loved it, which to me was strange because I yeah. didn't like it. It's a quiet yeah, taste. Yeah. I think that's something that you get with every beer, yeah. though. Like, there are going to be people who... Yep. love that beer and they're gonna be filled with that like well maybe it's not for uh me. well what is yeah. from from trillium what's the one you love lauren uh skate plan Ooh, escape plan there's there's tropical that? sour uh, or something like that it's a yeah it's got like coconut and lime oh, cool. and they just came out orange. Though, right? 
a few months ago. Okay. I think. It's it's too yeah. much for me. It, it for me it tastes like adult orange juice. Like it's mm. literally just like right. fruity and sour and orange. I know, we right? It's so actually, good. Uh, when we went to Extreme Beer Fest, we we have a couple friends that work there, and we, we stopped by just to check it out. And we didn't really expect, we were just gonna go taste some beers, basically. Oh hi, Kay. Hello. Uh, we went down to just taste some beers, and uh, we ended up like getting a tour of their uh, barrel, their fooder facility, their barrel program, and holy shit, <laughs> it's incredible! Oh like that is goals. We, yeah, we were walking through and uh, they were showing us their fooders. Like, yeah, we have these two hundred barrel fooders. We have uh, what eight of these. We have these hundred barrel fooders. We have sixteen of these. We just filled our fifteenth barrel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta start somewhere though, right? Which is yeah. actually impressive. Yeah, it's actually impressive. If well, you think for about our it. space, we're, I was gonna we're say very you guys haven't that. even been open for a year. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo last yep. year yep. is when you opened. So like, you'll you'll get there. You'll get Hopefully. there. Oh, I I have no doubt. Has gotten better. Yeah, I I honestly, well, we haven't talked about this. I don't think, but I think if we went back right now and we could have designed the space, I don't think we would have any stainless on the cold side. I don't know. I think uh, I think we would only have oak. You disagree? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You sure. have some for for IPAs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I, honestly, like our our next thing, we're like. We just want fooders. We want well barrels. We want to we want to do some like wild cultures. Yeah. Do we want to serve one of the things sour? I, well, I think I if know. we could redesign it today, right? If we could do it all over again today, we'd have two locations. Yeah. And one of them would be just sours. Yeah. And it'd be all like wild culture, whatever, like mixed culture, you know, whatever. Uh, and then one for just our kind of IPAs, like anything that's clean. Yeah. Yeah. I fully support the decision. <laughs> uh, if you decide to go there in the future, uh, because I think that it would be a Solid Find idea. us on GoFundMe. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> donate to our Patreon. Yeah. It will donate to if them. You, if you need investors, I mean, I got some, I got some loose cash. <laughs> I got some chunks in my beer going on here. Well, that's like yeah. seven months old, dude. That's, yeah. that's... <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. At least he had a branching blade to drink tonight, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> September. He drank this. September. September. And it says it doesn't uh, matter. Legal. So. Well, there, there's it doesn't because it doesn't. <laughs> you know what that means? It means those chunks don't matter. Those are flavor parts. Dude, they're right flavor there. chunks. I'm all about flavor chunks. <laughs> Who doesn't like your flavor yeah. junk? Yeah, that's yeah, that's actually one thing that surprised me when people, especially if they pour like a New England IPA that's three, four months old, and they're like, it was chunky, ton of sediment. I'm like, yeah, no those shit. are probably fucking hot particles. Like, enjoy that. That's extra flavor yeah. that you got. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the lucky. yeast that's used for yeah. those kind of IPAs doesn't really flocculate fully, so it's going to be left in the beer. Yeah. yeah. I know know, eventually, like... when you it's sitting in a fridge, that's eventually going to find its way to the yeah. bottom, and then it mixes back up when you pour it. So. Yeah, but we have this problem with the podcast is that we get these good beers, and we want to save them for, like, an episode, and it just they just keep piling up. They just keep fucking piling up, and you're just like, shit, I gotta drink this. And and we had kind of talked about it, I don't know, maybe a while back. We're like, who do we want our first, like, brewery interview to be with? We're like, oh, I think we both said Branch of Blade. Like, it was just kind of quick. Yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. And, awesome. yeah, so I was like, all right, I gotta save one at least. 
by the time we figure it out. So <laughs> yes, yeah. He did. He special. did drink Simplicity as soon as I brought that. Oh yep. really? Oh wow. Yeah. You I, I love Simplicity. It's I really so do. simple. Don't... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember, being, I remember being a good beer. I don't remember. Did we drink that on the podcast, or did we just have it? So you you had it the, the night before we recorded, okay. but I actually had a can in my fridge that I had a couple weeks ago, Yeah, and it was still fantastic. Like, I, I remember liking it when I had it, and then I tried it again. I was like, this is so good. Like, it's just such a simple... Like the honestly, it's right. pretty reflective of that's it. That's like the common complaint about beer. it is that people are like, "Oh, this isn't an American pale ale. Like this isn't a New England style IPA dumped out." Yeah, and we're like, "No, no, you get like lemon and mint flavor from this. It's yeah. just like we use Tahoma, which is a, a weird hop. Uh, it creates like mint and lemon flavor. Well, flares, uh, too, yeah, yeah. And we're just like, yeah, this is just like a." It's more of like a your your standard lager that's an ale and just a little hoppier. <laughs> yeah, we went for something a little strange. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Um, but it, what was the other one it I was had? Super easy to drink. What was the one I had on the podcast? It was the the pumpkin one. Uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, like so alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, totally, like totally alone. alone. Damn it. Um, are you guys just hand selecting our worst beers? I, <laughs> I can't say so many listen. great things about that one. I went to visit him in October, so I brought him what I could bring. That's him, fair. She's right? just bringing yeah. me trash, I guess. God damn. That one's a good one. That one She's was bringing you the beers favorite. that she didn't want to drink. She's got all the good shit. In her shit, house. I didn't think about that. But you're not wrong. Yeah. God damn. Although I really like cognitive mystery. Yeah, I, I gotta say. I think I came here. I probably drank like three that, of them. I was so like, yeah. that one was kind of weird. When we first came out with it, people were like, either I kind of like this or this is okay. But once we were almost sold out of it, people were like, this is the best beer that I've had from you guys. It aged well. It yeah. Aged really well. And I was yeah. like, well, like, first of all, maybe we should have sat on it before we, I don't, yeah, I, I don't I like doing it, that, but. Well, I think those higher gravity beers did. Yeah. It just pretty well. But, People are like, oh, this is the best. I'm like, well, first of all... I know. No. <laughs> but, oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, then, then buy it. <laughs> if you really, really enjoy it. Like, we, we, we sat on that one for not long, but a little bit. And people would just come in. And they're like, oh, I, I really, really enjoyed that beer. I was like, oh, we still have it. They're like, oh, nothing. <laughs> that was when we were still using Ironheart. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the problems, I think, with... Our, our system at that point was we were we were rushing beer yeah. uh, because we were canning beer through a mobile canning company, which is great. They they're wonderful. They did an awesome job. But we had to schedule all of our brews around yeah. that, so we would rush beer and push it through before we were really really comfortable with packaging it essentially. So, you know that wasn't ideal, um, and now we don't have to do that anymore because we have our own canning lines. It's not a big problem, but. Uh, I think at that time, like cognitive, if we, you know, in hindsight, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, we don't, you know, that's in the past. But now, if we ever brewed that beer again, we'd probably sit on it for another week, two weeks. Really, I would. I would even say that when I first tried that beer, I was like, "This is good. It could be better." Like I was expecting like a, a bolder. You guys let her down. If she's I trying really, to say, no, no, yeah. I like. I just said that I really like that beer. I brought you one for Christ's sake. Like, <laughs> I liked it, but I agree with you. Like, yeah. if you could have let that sit, I think that it, it probably, it just would have been 
Yeah. There. All I can hear is Winston's squeaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, uh, my dog uh, chews on yeah. bones and squeaks toys through our podcast. Cats and pets and it. everything, goddamn. I know, my cat My cat is like sitting on the back of my chair, just like looking over my shoulder. Oh, man. Oh, it's terrible. All right, do you have, do you have a question? Yeah, I got another one, actually. Um, so I think we kind of mentioned it, but it seems like there's more and more beers and more breweries that are just popping up in the U.S. Like almost every month. Like they put out statistics each month of just new breweries and new beers, which is great for us, I guess, as the customer. It's variety. It's something different. But do you ever think it's going to hit that kind of oversaturation within like the craft beer market itself? Like it's going to like the housing market, like it just kind of that bubble and it's just going to pop and ruin everything or it'll just keep going. I know I have an answer. So yeah, um, yeah I think I think what's happening is uh, you're seeing a lot of the top breweries really start to shine and then the lower end breweries and i don't mean lower end on quality i uh, i mean i guess quality is a big part of it but creativity and just keeping up with the yeah. times so if you have those breweries that have been around for I don't know, 30 40 years that haven't changed up their recipes haven't changed their styles i think those are the ones that are taking a hit right now which is which is unfortunate because they've spent that much time building what they're doing now um but if they're not keeping up the times, they're just kind of getting thrown out. And you have these new guys that are coming in, and I, I think we're part of the new crowd where we see what is popular now, what was popular yesterday, and we're looking forward to what's popular tomorrow. And that's what we're trying to provide. And, I mean, we're, we're trying to create the next new style. We're not trying to be like, oh, well, they did this, we can do that. We're like, yeah, they did this, we can do that. But also... We want to do this so they can do that, uh, and that's, that's kind of the way yeah. I see it. Yeah, I I think the next thing is chocolate. Ice. No, beef, don't, beef don't, bouillon. Don't, don't do that, please. Please don't do beef that. Bouillon. <laughs> I think it's capitalism at work. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think that's and and I'm not trying to say whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. In a good in a good way, great. I'll say it's it. a good thing because it creates competition. It it tries to filter out what's bad. But the problem is with with that is that there's marketing, right? Yeah. And your marketing can exceed your product. So your marketing can be much better than what your product actually is. So the perception can be different than the actual quality of the product, which is a little, uh, to be honest, I think that's where the beer market is right now. That's where it's going. It's, it's becoming what's the perception of the product and then who else is agreeing with that? It's almost, it's right, almost well, gimmicky sometimes. I totally yeah, agree. Like I, I've seen it come up with like sour Skittle. Like it's yep. it just is like it's like what do what is happening nowadays? I don't know. It's just survival of the fittest. I it's think also common. when people when people make a name for themselves, like like I Treehouse is a an ex we, Robbie and I talk about this a lot. Like Treehouse is a great brewery, but like we think that it it's a little bit overrated. Uh, we both prefer like Trillium. Like I would I would prefer Branch Blade over Treehouse. Really, I love Treehouse. I oh. personally, I think they do the best IP. Well, no, I'm sorry. I think they do the second best IP that I've ever <laughs> Is had. it your own? I think e- Equilibrium, I think, does the best IPs that I've ever had. I haven't had Equilibrium. You should have Equilibrium. Damn. It's from my, like, around my hometown. Probably pretty soon. All right. Well, Robbie will have to get it. <laughs> you will definitely have to get it. <laughs> um, so, so Trevor has run for a, uh, a beer break. <laughs> so do we want to take a be- Do we want to take a beer break and come back to this? Do you this? guys need one? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah let's grab another beer. beer. I have to pee, so, <laughs> so that's beer what and piss do. break. All right, <laughs> all right, perfect. Robbie, you get another beer. Yeah, I'll chug this one. <laughs> all right, yeah, 
Well, Do you have something else from us? Not, not from you guys. Competition. He's Unfortunately, you <laughs> already drank all of your beers. They were so yeah. good. Right? What are you gonna grab? Hold on, I wanna, I wanna judge it really hard before you. Oh, <laughs> wait, what am I gonna it. grab? So, I don't know if I can spoil it. We'll edit this part out. Good. All right. Good. All right. We'll take a tea. <laughs> That's the first time we've ever done that before. But yes, we're gonna take a beer break and we'll be yeah, right back. I know. I'm <laughs> we're gonna take a tea. New. Listen, <laughs> we're gonna take a tea. <laughs> all right. All right. Perfect. Uh, beer break. Beer break. Go. While Robbie and Lauren are getting a new beer. Let's take this time to remind all you out there that you can follow us on all our social media platforms, such as on Instagram, at The Brew Interviews, or Twitter, at Brew Interviews. And if you have any questions or suggestions for the show, contact them at thebrewinterviews at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back from our beer break. We have two brand new beers. At least I have a brand new beer. I don't know about you guys. Who wants to start first? Me or you guys? Uh, uh, you I start. start. Yeah, you start, Robbie. We're gonna gang up. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Three verse one. Finally, I have backup. <laughs> we have to rate our beers, like our first beers, though, don't we? Oh no. Yeah, this is pressure, right? <laughs> so we usually rate our beers that we drink. Oh. On yeah. the show. I'm interested in that, bro. So, <laughs> what did I just drink? I don't know. So it's usually from zero to five hops. Instead of stars, we just do zero to five hops. But we've never actually done it in front of the people who brewed the beer. Do it. So. Be brutally <laughs> oh, honest. No. We, tell, we tell our friends and family this, too. Be brutally honest because we don't really find any offense. Yeah. Like, is this something you don't like? Maybe it's something we can improve upon, or maybe you're just plain wrong. <laughs> yeah, we've actually like for actual uh, like our friends and family that go on, that are on on taps or beer advocate, like one of those things. They'll um, not beer. What's it called? Beer advocate. We tell it. We just like guys don't be a homer. Beer Read advocate. How you extreme beer us. fest. <laughs> it's not the place that we were. At. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man. Do you want to, I, you go first, I can go Robbie. first. So I had cognitive. <laughs> so, so we have actually a pretty strict, strict yeah. rating system. We're just so, yeah. And I think that that's good that you guys want the proper. It's constructive yeah. criticism. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, well, I guess Lauren's more of a pushover for for rating than I am. I think I, well, you are, you are. I like yeah. beer. I like flavors. It's not my favorite. <laughs> and also, they can't hurt me because I'm in California, so that. That works. <laughs> That's what you think. I'll give you that. <laughs> so I have cognitive misfires, sour double IPA. So I like the way you guys, like your idea about it was to kind of introduce people into sours, which is perfect for me because I usually have a hard time like sours. having sours. So I got to say, I got to give it a solid 3.8, 3.9 out of our five scale. That's good. So, that, that's a good that, rating yeah. for Robbie on sours, let me tell you. Thank you. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I find a sour I like, so it works out. Are you being generous, or are you actually really enjoying that? No, sour? Lauren can tell you. I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bullshit you guys. Just to just he did, to he good. bullshit good. your ass. Yeah, good. don't worry. I, we did the same thing with um, Pizza Boys Brewing. We recently they sent us some of their beer. Oh, cool. And yeah, I, I was not nice. <laughs> At least about the first one. Oh wow. Really? <laughs> But like we said, like creativity had a lot to do with that one. Like I don't, I didn't think it was as interesting as it could have been. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You guys make very interesting. Yes. Very. What I like about Branch Blade is that all of your 
flavors are bold. Unique. They're like, you know what's in your beer. Like, yeah. that's that's what I like about it. So, Lauren, what did, what did you think about it? Oh, no. Well, uh, see, we can be. Yeah. Oh, so I don't know. Physically, I don't know. (laughs) He's had a whole fishbowl that I can take. No, you'll still be okay. What was the the name of the one that we just drank? Augmented reality? Was that what we just Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got to pick the emoji. Yep. Oh, yeah, we talked about emojis. So I actually. I liked it, and I kind of understood what you meant about, like, the spice of it. Like, because very, like, on, when I first tasted it, it was very, like, fruity. And, like, that tropically taste, and then it... Tropically. tropically. Stop word? saying tropical. Do you think yeah, that's works. a word? Thank you. See? He says that it's a word. bullshit. <laughs> um, it was that, like, very fruity taste. And then on the, like, the end of it, I thought that it was, like, maybe not... I don't know if bitter is the right word, but I don't know if that's what you meant by like the spice. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know. I enjoyed it. I would probably give <laughs> I would give it a three point two. Okay. I would I would buy it in a mixed four pack. Okay, so you'd go to the price trapper and, and put it in. I would go to Utopia. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but that isn't my like my favorite style of. Okay. Like, I would buy... What do you like? What is your... Uh, see, like, I like Ghosted. Like, I like... sour? I like... I love okay. sours. I love basically anything. Like, we were talking before. Like, I loved Equinox. I yeah. love Ghosted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Electric, love. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, so you're, you're a sour, sour kind of person. I really like sour. Snob. Good. I think the yeah. word is snob so, you're looking for. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Robbie. <laughs> no, that's because sours are... Trevor and I talk about this all the time. We think that sours are kind of where it's going. Like, that's where the beer market's going. Yes. And sour. that was going to be one of my questions is what What do you think, like, so, like, I feel like right now, like, IPAs are just, like, flooding the market. There's yeah. so many IPAs and, like, a focus on, like, IPAs and stouts. Yeah. I feel like are just yep. overwhelming everyone. Where do you think, like, the next beer is going to be? Like, well, the studies show. Because <laughs> uh, we actually talked about this on a on an episode a couple weeks yeah. ago. Is we read an article as to where they think the beer is going. Yeah. So I'd like to see. Well, the statistics show that beer is going towards pilsners. Pilsners. Yeah, I don't see that. I really no. don't. Uh, <laughs> I I love pilsners. I I absolutely love them. Uh, I think it's a very very nice style, and it's a really tough style to brew. It's impossible to hide any impurities in it or any brewing mistakes. But I just don't think it has that full flavor that the consumers are looking for. Especially in America. Uh, and right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with Jesse. I think uh, I think sours are the way to go. But there's so many different kinds of sours. Um, my personal favorite are saisons because you could have a clean saison, you could have a peppery, you could yes. have a, you could have it like a farmhouse tasting like 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 hay or dry wheat or like a uh, set it's like yeah a straw kind of flavor yeah or you could, or you could have it sour you could uh, you could toss peaches in it you could do whatever you want with it uh and and like if we're talking sours uh or just your favorite style of beer saison is my favorite style and i i see the market moving towards sours whatever that means well yeah it's the point i think that it's almost like it's almost like there's two realms of beer. There's the, the your, well, I mean, I guess here's a better question. 
for you, okay. for you guys. All How right. many types of beer are there in the world? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, there's not. There's not a lot. Not a lot. Are there variations of like? There's two. There's an ale oh, or a lager. Oh, there's ale and lager. Right. But so there's only those... two. But then there's all these branches, right? Yeah. So that's okay. kind of what I'm getting at is that you have like these IPAs, and that's what everyone's into right now. But those are all, you know, those are ales, and then there's still lagers. But then there's almost this like third realm of sours, and sours has been kind of underexplored or almost not explored at all to a certain extent, and. People are just now recognizing how good they can be mm-hmm. or what they can be. And that's almost like a third realm of beer that we just haven't fully discovered or explored. It's the homos of beer, essentially. <laughs> 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 it's, <But> I, <laughs> it's crazy, though, because originally all beer was sour. Because, like, you think about it, like, Saccharomyces, the, the brewer's yeast, they had to isolate that. That wasn't just a thing that was like, okay, all beer is just clean it tastes fruity or floral or nice all beer got sour and then eventually there was this this shift to to be like okay well i don't like sour anymore and i think we're just kind of going back to that and you're seeing it with a lot of these styles like gozas just kind of went away at one point and now they're back and they're huge and i think that's fantastic because we're just bringing back the originals, the the OGs of beer, and it's it's nice. And people think that the the light American lager is the the original, and that's that couldn't be further from the yeah. truth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, time and place for everything. Well, I'm not I'm not a huge lager fan. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, but. <laughs> so before we continue deep into more, we should probably introduce our new beers. Oh. Which I yes. guess. Um, you go yeah, first, I guess right? I got to go first. So I have a very, very interesting new beer that I've never seen before. Uh, it's from Iceland. It's called Einstock Olgerd. If you guys can see that. I've had that before. You have? Einstock. Yeah. Had that, yes. Oh, good. You can compare your rate. White, white ale. ale. <laughs> yeah, it's a white ale. And I don't think I've ever had just a white ale. At least I don't think I have. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce where it's from. But it's a 5.2%. <laughs> And it comes in these weird... Can I move the cursor? Because it looks like the cursor is poking him in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> you got a monkey yeah. in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> it comes in these weird little 11.2 ounce cans. It's really it's really weird. It's not like... Ripping you off. Yeah, right? It's not like a normal beer can. Right? This is a very odd beer for me because I've never had anything like it before. Um, I actually drank... I bought a six pack of it, so I bought... Or, excuse me, I drank one, like, last weekend? I think it was last weekend. Cheater. To me, sorry. To me, it's almost, it's got, like, this weird mouthfeel to it. It tastes good, but it's got this almost thick, <laughs> it's, like, almost, like, creamy dairy mouthfeel to it. And it's really odd to me. It's super light-looking, at least, but I don't know. I, it smells kind of crackery. So you've had this beer. I, I have had this beer. I actually had it in Iceland on a uh, layover. Oh, there you go. I've never never explored Iceland, but uh, um, I'll actually be in the airport on Monday there, and it's just like a just it's a nice layover <laughs> spot, and they I see beer that I've never had before, yeah. so it makes me just want to try it, whether it's 
three thirty in the morning and I haven't had food in twelve hours or what? Uh, <laughs> it's the best time to drink beer. Um, yeah, so actually, a lot of a lot of brewers are using um, either Icelandic yeast or Norwegian yeast nowadays. Uh, so that's kind of, I guess, another maybe a market shift. I don't I don't know if that's what's coming, yeah. but uh, it does it does have a lot of different flavor profiles that we aren't used to for either. sure. So. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It's brewed with coriander and orange peel. And, and honestly, Ooh, I don't get either of that from it, though. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like a like a heavy pilsner, if that's even a fucking thing. It's just, it's it's different. So it's like thick. It's, it's got like a, it's very, is it malty? Is it like malty sweet or? No, it, it just reminds me of a. Kind of dry or? Yeah, to me dry. But it okay. just tastes almost like crackery, like a pilsner. But huh. a dry cracker. It's a salty. It's a salty. Yeah, but it changes for everybody, though. I mean, I feel like flavor is kind of unique to each person. But could you have ten of them in a minute? <laughs> a minute? Okay, you want to shotgun a bunch of Bud Lights or what? Would you drink a fishbowl of it? <laughs> that should be the new rating. That should be instead of like zero to five yeah. hops. It should be. Could you drink a like a fish tank of this beer? <laughs> Fish tank. Fish bowl, <laughs> fish tank. <laughs> fish bowl, fish tank. You get two straws instead of yeah. one. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could. I mean, it's good, but it's not good enough to where I'd buy again and drink a lot of. So, Is there a beer that you would drink 10 of in about 10 minutes? In 10 minutes? No, I'd die because I can't chug beer very well. But <laughs> I don't know. You did a good job that last <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I would try it. Can you bring some of that home? Yeah, on your, uh, your uh, what's it called? Uh, I check in. I don't know because I would have to uh, check the bag. Yeah, just mail it. I'll bring Kamsi on home. That, oh, that's so much better. In every <laughs> Put it in a water <laughs> bottle. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's. I'll, I'll try to do that. See if I can save it that way. They're fine. We're not breaking the law. It's good. You don't get caught. You're not in trouble. What are we drinking? Well, do you want to go first since you're halfway done? Sure, yeah. Perfect. I'm already halfway done because it's fucking delicious. <laughs> I, I totally agree. <laughs> I'm drinking Ghosted. It's our sour IPA with uh, blood peach and apricot. Um, a little bit of milk sugar, uh, which we were recently told that we we cornered the market on milk sugar. Yeah. Literally is, all of your beers have lactose in it. It, right? it really doesn't. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, none of our IPAs. Like, we have one double IPA with milk sugar in it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like we have, we have our frap series, and we have some of our sour IPAs, and we have milk stouts. True. Yeah, and true. that's those are the, the those are the lactose beers. Demon Soleil has lactose. Yes. Beer, right? Yeah. Milk okay. milk cell with coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all that's gonna do is like everybody like there's this perception about milk sugar that it's some sort of like evil thing in the brewing industry, right? Like oh, you put lactose in it, you're cheating or something. Uh, it's like unfermentable sugar, so it's gonna add this residual sweetness mm-hmm. to it. That's really all it does. Yep. So a lot of yeast dries out beer to a certain extent. I mean, certain yeast will dry out a beer more than others. Some are pretty sweet. Uh, but milk sugar will add that residual sweetness back into it. It gives it a little heavier mouthfeel, like a creamy mouthfeel to it. So to me, it's kind of a strange thing to say that that's a, like a wrong thing to do in brewing. Again, I look at brewing as cooking. So I think anything, any ingredient you can add to something... As long as it works for whatever you're doing, that's all that matters. It doesn't, you know. I don't care if we're putting vegetables in our beer, as long as that's what we're going yeah. for. And and when you when you say that about food, especially, 
Uh, a lot of people just assume that lactose in beer is just like, oh, well, you had this okay beer and you put lactose in it, now it's the best thing ever. I'm like, no, that's not the case. But like, if you're gonna add something to it and it makes it better, why not? I just equate it to to blue cheese. I love blue cheese. If I if I want something and I think it's good and I add blue cheese to it, it's gonna make it a little better. Maybe it's a factor. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an ingredient. It's like salt and pepper, yeah. right? If you left out the salt and pepper on something, that would probably be not as good as if it had salt and pepper on it. Or yeah. if that was your flavor, if you like pepper but you don't like salt, you probably put just pepper on it. Uh, that's how I look at it. But anyway, this beer is overloaded with the peach and apricot, more so blood peach than apricot, but a little bit of apricot because when we first did this, we actually used apricot just to bring out the peach flavor because peach in beer doesn't really come through. Um, we also don't use extract. We've never used extract in beer once, and I don't think we plan on it. Um, that's actually, we've used a, a dry malt extract one time. Oh, true. well, yeah. I mean, extract doesn't like Is it like fruit extract? Yeah. No, no. I don't think we'll ever do that. We use I DME never do in that. a beer, which is common for like home brewers too, but it's just like to boost gravity and whatever. Um, and we did it one time and actually that beer turned out pretty good. Which yeah. beer was that? <laughs> it was, uh, that was Time Bomb, right? No, no, no it wasn't. It was, it was uh, uh, um, oh my God, I can't remember off the top of my head. Puppy Love? That was, uh, I thought that was Puppy Love. Puppy love. Yeah. That's, okay, yeah. Is that what? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be wrong with that. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. Because it was definitely a stout, and the only one that we tried to boost gravity on was puppy love. Because we, yeah. we used a uh, non-two-row for our base malt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we boosted gravity with DME. Um, but I think this beer, uh, again, like a, the reason why we did this beer again was obviously it was good the first time, but we thought that we could do it again and do it a little bit better um and this is where trevor was being a little humble before he came up with a method or discovered a method i should say that uh would give us more of the fruit flavor that we wanted um so here we are and i think it is i think it's better i think it's got a lot more of the peach flavor um and i think what i was touching upon earlier was that the apricot in beer brings out a peach flavor it's like that stone fruit mm-hmm. flavor more than anything it's kind of like a generalization of the fruit um but definitely peach is hard to get in beer unless you're using like extract or something and we don't want to use extract for adjunct and it's it's kind of cool because that method uh, that jesse talked about for getting more fruit we've actually used it three times now in three different ways on three different beers um so we used it on bliss uh, and we used it on Electric Love and now, uh, and now Ghosted. And the consensus is that that's going to be like our, our new our way standard. of doing it if we don't find a better way eventually. But as for right now, like that's kind of the way that we're going. And it's, it's so, brewing is really cool because it's such a simple change that you wouldn't think of because you're like, yeah, this is, it's dangerous. Like we could ruin the whole beer this way. But it tastes good. <laughs> well, well, Thank goodness. Thing. You don't know. You don't know yeah. if it's going to ruin the whole beer. And that's thousands of dollars you're just dumping on the drain if it's wrong. Yeah. So your decision weighs So you guys don't do like small batches? That's. No. I asked them this before we started brewing. Or before we started brewing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Before we started recording, I was like, do you guys like brew these in small batches? They're like, nah, we just yeah. go for it. So at this point, we would find out after we add about 300 pounds of peaches to this beer. <laughs> And we'd be like, oh, yeah, that messed it up. So next time, no, 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 no. Like, 
that Gosh. we 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 have to be we have to be very confident about something before yeah. we do it. Uh, and that's that's why it's it's interesting. But like we yeah we're we're experimental, and a lot of people are just like oh like like you toss stuff out without understanding it. No, there's so much research that goes into it, and we have to pretty much understand like how the beer will taste before we even think about brewing it. Uh, me. Especially with something like this, where we're gonna use. Like, you think you go to, uh, like, talking about electric love, you go to the supermarket, you buy, what, four ounces of, of raspberries, and it's, what, four bucks? It's and if we're tossing 200 pounds of raspberries into something, like, we have to be very confident in that beer before we brew yeah. it. Yeah, so you're not just winging it. To be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. And I, and I know you guys probably want to move on from this, but just, if they, like, I'm, I'm very meticulous about everything we do. Every single step we take in every single part of our process, we have a process, we have a plan, and, and we try to execute that plan. <laughs> that rarely goes according to <laughs> At least you have one to start. But I'm very meticulous, and if we don't do it, I, there needs to be a reason why we're not doing it, or why we are doing something different. Yeah, but you need so, that. And a lot, of, a lot of that is unspoken between Trevor and I, because Trevor's very creative, so he's just like, this is my idea, let's do it. And... I'm very much like it's just a body like a, you know, like a. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's balance though. That's it's, balance. Why, it's tell me tell me why exactly, and that's exactly. And this is actually something that we didn't touch upon before, but you guys wanted to talk about our name, I think, right? Where uh, we got that, that is literally the, the first question on this. Okay, paper. why <laughs> the name? Randomly. So speaking of balance, go ahead, Trevor. So we we took the name from uh, the back of the dollar bill. Uh, so there's the oh, eagle holding the olive branches and the arrows, um, and the, the olive branches are a symbol of peace, and the arrows are a symbol of war. And the story on the back of the dollar bill, especially, is that the U.S. Uh, prefers the olive branches, saying that we we will push for peace, but if we absolutely need to, we are willing to go to war. And it's that constant balance between peace and war that pushes things forward. And there's there's balance in everything, especially brewing. So, we we kind of brought that in, and we're like, yeah, we could we could we could really put this into everything that we do. Everything is about balance. We could either be hard on one side, peace or war, and then we could be hard on the other side, or we could meet in the middle on something. So you will you will see some of our beers that are just like we threw balance out the window, but then you'll see another beer that throws balance out the window on the other side of it. And we're going to have most of our beers be kind of like right in the middle on it. Well, I liked you before, but not really like you. <laughs> Thank you. Just, just Every, based Everything on comes down to balance. <laughs> God balance. damn it. For sure. So who's the warrant is the uh, peace in this? In this? Oh, fucking beef, beef oh, bullion cubes is the war over here. That's that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put fucking I'm bullion on, cubes I'm on his here. side. That's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Can you guys incorporate an entire turkey dinner into a beer? Because that's what I want to do. So mm, why would you ruin? I thought we talked no. about this off air. You can't ruin. It. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's here's what you do for Thanksgiving. You don't drink an IPA or a lager or anything. You drink a sour. Yes. Thank why? you. That's all I brought to my Thanksgiving. <laughs> because everything at Thanksgiving, except for the cranberry sauce, minus that, is a base. Yeah. It's mashed potatoes, turkey. It's all base. You got to cut through that base with something, and a sour matches that perfectly. So if you're ever at Thanksgiving and you're wondering what I should drink, get a fucking sour and drink that. But if it's all into you one beer, sour. they're common. Ooh. Now yeah. listen, have you guys ever thought about brewing a beer with beets? Beets. 
Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I <laughs> don't think, I cannot think of many things in this world that I hate. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, I've cornered my But mind. your answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a liquor. I think it's a liquor. It's called Kvass. Kvass is a, is a beet-based liquor, I believe. Or like some kind of Kvass. Kvass. Kvass, Kvass is a... Uh, well, there's, is a, there's a couple. Oh, of, yeah. so like the Russian kvass is a table beer. Okay. Yeah, that's made of stale bread essentially. But I don't know about beet juice kvass. Yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> Actually, at, at EBF, there were a couple beer, uh, breweries that did beers with. Uh, really? God damn it! And I talked one about of this them... before. I said I wanted to brew a beer with <laughs> kiwi, and he said, "Who fucking brews beer with kiwi?" And I was like, "We did one. <laughs> we did one. <laughs> I know the the um, self destructive uh, You fucking yes, call me out. I love um, that one. And actually. The, yeah, uh, god damn it, Robbie. The beat beer had the best name for it. It was Beers Beats Battle Circle. Dude, the fucking yes! office, man. <laughs> Robbie's like the biggest office fan ever. Yes, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, I'm drinking Fermented Fantasy. It's a sour triple IPA. It says drink fresh. It's 10% alcohol. <laughs> that's all I know about it. Because that's all that's on the can. Uh, we dry hopped it with Amarillo. It's uh, dry hopped with Amarillo. Double dry hopped with Amarillo. <laughs> double dry hopped with Amarillo. Which to not me, triple dry hopped. When I, I, first of all, Amarillo is one of my favorite hops. Why? Uh, Excuse me. I get a ton of orange from it, and I think it just works for. I, sh- I guess I should say for IPAs or that general feel. Like I, when I say IPAs, I mean like a pale ale, an IPA, a sour mm-hmm. IPA. That that whole field of or you know style of beer. Um, I get a ton of orange from it. Uh, from this beer, it's so high gravity that you're still going to get, like, I get, like, some malty sweetness from it, but it's backed up with a decent amount of, like, hop character, but it's not overwhelming on the hop character, so it's it's pretty nice. I actually enjoyed it. I was a little skeptical about it a couple weeks ago, and it, it I guess it's kind of similar to Cognitive, actually. It aged out really nicely. Yeah. This I think was, that's why. This was a beer that, uh, <laughs> I guess it kind of sums me up perfectly. Because I had a game plan going into this, and it completely changed. So when I was getting ready to brew this beer, I ordered 300 pounds of fruit for it. Um, <laughs> this and, is Trevor. Just and, cash. And I just, I, I, I was like, well, the, this beer, so it was 100 pounds of blood peat, or blood orange, and 200 pounds of mandarin orange. And I was like, okay, I think that's like a good ratio between the two. I think this beer will be really good. Uh, I'm going to dry hop it with Amarillo. It's going to really pull out the orange flavors of it. And it's going to be like a true sour triple IPA, which is, first of all, it's a style that I've never seen before. Yeah. So fermentation was almost done. And I was like, Jesse, what do you think of this? Oh, it's good. Like, what about the dry hop? So dry hopped it. And I was like, so what do you think of this? He goes, oh, it's good. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little boozy. Like, let's cold crash it. Let's do something. Let's change it. And see what the flavor's like. And then after we, we made a couple changes to it, we were like, yeah, we're not adding fruit to this. Like, I think this is good the way it is. Uh, it's not like a, it's not the ghosted, like, sour IPA that we'll do. Yeah, it's very good. Um, it's, it's more, it's more of an IPA that is sour than our typical sour IPA, I guess. Because um, you, you get, like, IPA characteristics that are just, it's a little more tart. Uh I think it's really nice. I get like orange marmalade flavors from it, and I'm pretty glad that we decided not to add fruit to this. Actually. Yeah. See, I gotta try all this shit when no, I come. No, I would home. agree with that. 
I know. Rob, <laughs> Robbie's like, God damn it, send me all their beer. I'm like, nah, you're across the country. I'm busy. But I would agree with you that um, I think this would, if you had added fruit to it, I don't think it would have taken away from it. But I'm glad that you did it. Because a lot of, like, Ghosted is, is a fruity, it's a fruity sour. And, like, this is a bitter, to me, a bitter sour. Which is great. Because, like, yeah. it doesn't take away from, like, the core flavors of the beer. Yeah, and, and actually part of the debate was doing, uh, like, transferring half of it and doing half of it as the regular and then half of it with fruit. I'd support that. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> did talk about it, but at that point we had come out with Electric Love and it had sold out so fast that we were like, okay, the mandarin orange that we have will be perfect for that beer. The other and part of that is the amount of work that would go into it and <laughs> who would have to do that work yeah. which would have been me yeah they're like well he's on vacation like, so i just i really don't want it let's like, run out the fruit. i really want to transfer this can you clean that thing yeah. okay and you can you set up for the transfer and, and can you actually can you, transfer? Can you just do the work <laughs> wow this and sounds then, very familiar actually, that would happen and then i would look back and be like wait a minute shut I up robbie all of it <laughs> just manipulated me into and then, again. and then I will humbly take credit yes. for that beer. <laughs> this is this is now, like our podcast. Right, you know that, right? I, yeah. Yes. I do all the fucking like, work. I'm the funny one. Lauren does smart all the work. It's not my fault. <laughs> <No>. Jesus. <laughs> all right. This is my, I think my last question for you guys. Um, no, I forgot what it was. Never mind. Good. <laughs> Good. What about the, the fuck most up, overrated band out oh, no, there? No, no, no. I did have a question. So, what was what's the favorite the most <laughs> of all the beers that you've brewed? I wanted to word it correctly. What's your most favorite beer? No, that's not. So, out of all of the beers that you've brewed, which is your favorite and which is your least favorite? I think you should go first because I want to see what you say for favorite. Okay. Before I go, um, don't change your answer. Oh, I won't. I have it in the fridge right there, actually. Perfect. Yeah. It's a good. That's a good question um, because I think it's fully loaded uh because there's something about every time everything that i've ever brewed or we've ever brewed i feel like there's a certain amount of love and like uh like every time we brew something i have an idea behind my head saying like this is why i'm doing it also they hand pressed 400 (laughs) half lemons for the mermaid lemonade (laughs) just the two love to preface that yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's it's but beyond that, I think it, like it, it doesn't matter about the labor; it matters about the idea, right? Like, what? Why am I doing this? Why am I? Why do I want to try this yeast? Why do I want to try this hop with that hop? Why do I want to whirlpool at this temperature? Why do I want to boil longer? Which is a stupid question, but it matters. Um, and I think it depends on style. Like, I'm a very it's, that's a hard question to answer because I'm I'm very style dependent. Like, I would rate an IPA separate than I would rate an uh, sour IPA Thank or you. sour I'm ale or way. stout or yeah. You can't rate everything on the I same fucking think, system, they're Robbie. Not all, they're not all on the same field, in my opinion. That's just the way I look at it. Uh, but I think if I had to, if I had to pick one that I would want to consistently drink, um, and they don't I'm, bring their own beers home, just so everyone. Knows. I'm a sucker because I'm I'm actually an IPA guy at heart. Like I really do love IPAs. Yeah. Um, and I think I would, like, up to this point, it'd probably be Vivid, Vivid Daydreams. I really love that beer. I would bring that home every day and drink it. 
That's, if we brewed it again tomorrow, I would still bring it home. I just love it. I, I hid a four-pack in my fridge, and my girlfriend came over and grabbed three of them. <laughs> three of my four after we sold out. So, oh, no. Vivid has a special place in my heart, too. Um, I will not beat around the bush. Separation anxiety, hands <laughs> above, was my favorite beer that we've done. Green apple. Uh, so yeah, good. it has, has like a, a crazy green apple flavor to it. It's not overly tart. It has like a like an oak flavor in it. It's, I think it's just fantastic. Um, and I will jump right into least favorite beers. And it's very easy <laughs> for me. Super easy. Um, I don't like pumpkin, and I don't like <laughs> like so I, totally alone. And I don't like frap IPAs. I I don't like milkshakes. Um, yeah, this is a direct shot at me. I really? Totally. Don't you no, have a no, frap no. series? <laughs> Yeah, we, we, have a, we have a frap series, and I will say I've, I've enjoyed some of them. Alone in the Woods, uh, Alone in My Head, I thought were really good. Well, you love Mango, right? So that's uh, why I, love I love Mango, yeah. Rob's a big fan of Mango, uh, also. But I just, I, I don't like, I, first of all, I'm lactose intolerant, which, I mean, our sour IPAs have some lactose in them. Uh, Electric Glove had the most lactose that we've used, and that's one of my favorite beers, but I just don't like lactose IPAs as much. Um yeah, so totally alone. I had five ounces of that when we made it, and I did not have it after that. Wow. So yeah. even though you didn't like the beer, you still put it out? Uh, well, yeah, I, it's it's common because I just it's not that I don't like the beer. Uh, we had something in mind. We were going for a pumpkin spice latte frap IPA, and we hit that. We I, I think we hit that pretty well, uh, but I just knew. I was like, I think people will like this beer, but I just don't see myself liking it, and I didn't like it, and I thought people still would. I like that you're open to brewing a style of beer that you don't like, but you think that everyone else will. I think it happens. Especially since you're so I close to Keene State College, there's a lot of college bitches over there. We, we want very you're like, yes, I want Shipyard Pumpkinhead. You're like, oh, try this boo. Well, I, I would I would like to do a, a smoked beer, and I know Jesse. If we do that, we'll just well, yeah, be like, lemons, I right? will you not. Do. Well, like like a small <laughs> come into work like for like smoked beer. a month and a half. He he would that. like a yeah. He he would just be like, yeah, I'm not I'm not even trying that. No, probably. no. See, I actually I'm I would actually agree with you on that point. Where if we brewed a smoked lager, for example, I would brew it for sure. Mm-hmm. I just would would not drink it. Yeah, <laughs> but I know there's a market for yeah. it. I know there's people who would enjoy it. I just wouldn't personally enjoy it. See, I don't like lagers either. So like, but I know a lot of people that do. Mm-hmm. I like lagers. I don't like smoked anything. Smoke smoke beer. I don't like smoked smoked meats. I don't like beers. Smoke ganja. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite beer that we've done? Um, um, simplicity. Simplicity. Really? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. I just think that I mean, I, and again, that's actually a good point because it goes it goes along with the same thing. It's exactly what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. But that hop to me, that hop is dog shit. I would never <laughs> use Polaris in any in any fucking beer See, ever. And it's weird because Polaris. I've never uh, heard of Polaris. It's a shit. Don't touch it. So we used Polaris. I won't. We used we used we did a hot whirlpool on that beer, and we used maybe three pounds of Polaris between a double batch. But it's just, it did. It, it, it just sticks very out. strong. Wow. So uh, minty. And just, when yeah. it was fresh, I will say, when it was fresh, like, once we packaged it, I kind of liked it. I was like, oh, 
this is cool. It's very different. It's very different from what we brewed, and that's what I appreciated about it. But then, like, as it said, I was like, ah, I don't, like, I'm not going to drink this. I yeah. don't want a four-pack of this. I'm not going to, like, if I was a consumer, I wouldn't go to a brewery and buy this. I just wouldn't. Interesting. I, so it gives a mint? A mint flavor? Lemon mint. Oh. Mint, yeah. It, the beer tastes like a, like a lemon mint. You should do it with, like, basil and lemon. It might have worked in uh, uh, Mermaid's Lemonade. Yeah. That might have been that's know, true. complimentary in some way. Second season coming <laughs> out, guys. No. So that's a, that's a big factor for like Lauren and I when we when we rate our beers, we're like, would we actually pay money for a four pack to go get this again? So yeah, that makes like, sense. Would I would I buy this beer? Would I go out of my way to buy this yeah. beer again? So let me put you guys on the spot right in front of us. What are your favorite and least favorite beers from us? <laughs> I've only had four, three, four. Yeah, Robbie has Robbie hasn't had that. Many. Oh, okay. Because so he's in California, four, so he's only had what I brought in. Which were dog shit, and which were the best. <laughs> yeah, you, you gave him. All right, so you. Beer. All right, so I gave you two of their least favorite beers. So <laughs> I gave you like so totally yeah, alone and simplicity, simplicity, cognitive misfires, and I think you gave me another one. I I think I did but I don't too. fucking remember. I don't know. What it doesn't say a lot for what that sucks, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, God, that means it, it must have been, been great. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. Um, I think my least favorite. Did you guys do a blueberry, like porter? Porter. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah. I was currently a man. on. Tennis, on that right Come get it. Like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> do you like I, porters usually? Well, I think it's because I, I'm not a huge porter fan. Okay. Yeah. Um. Granted, I had a little, I haven't had it recently, um, but compared to all of the other beers that you brew, I don't think it's as good. Okay. Also, I don't like porters. Um, I have a follow-up, but what's your favorite? I, have a lot, <laughs> I like a lot what, of your just beers. Pick one, just pick any one. That I like that beer. answer. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> answer. <laughs> no. Because if there's so, one that you don't like, that's fine. But so, if you have, like, so many of your favorites. Well, like, all of my favorite beers are your beers. Um, <laughs> I, I really <laughs> I really liked Electric Love. I really liked yes. Separation Anxiety. And I really liked, um, you said it earlier, it's the Kiwi one. Oh, self-destructive. Self-destructive. We've gotten so many people that have asked about that beer. Yeah, I you know love what the that craziest beer. thing about that beer? It was a complete mistake. <laughs> I, I, well, wouldn't, I wouldn't mistake, say mistake. Mistake is not the right way to word. That was a uncoordinated collaboration. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, we said that we collaborate ideas. That yeah. was that was Trevor starting a brew and me finishing it, well, but us neither of us knowing what it was or how it was. Like here's craziest. this beer finishing. You're like, all right, here you go. I just threw in salt. I was like, it's a ghost about. <laughs> craziest thing about that. It's a sour ghost. And nobody though, right? would ever, 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 ever guess this. What do you think that recipe was originally written as? Kiwi no. and sour. Wait, nope. so it ended up. What did it no end idea. up being? The so the. It ended up being a Goza-style fruit and sour session IPA. <laughs> All the beer types, yeah, Robbie. So what the every fuck? single fucking beer every type. Beer that's type. what they put. So was it like a like it's a stout? So, <laughs> like it started as something cr- opposite. Yeah, yeah. It actually the recipe was written as a sour stout, <laughs> and which and Pipe Dreams is actually I, doing a lot. I went in that day and I was like, I've been asking to do a sour stout for a long time, but I don't want to do it. I'm going to do a sour IPA. And just like, yeah, do whatever you want. 
So I go into the green room and I was like, we don't have the green for a sour IPA. I'm going to do a Goza. He goes, yeah, do whatever you want. So I brew a Goza. And we then the oh. next day he's <laughs> finishing the brew or two days later, he was finishing the brew and he goes, I want to change what we're doing. Like, yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I, I'm going to change it back to a sour IPA. I was like, you do realize with the green we use, this could be 4% alcohol maximum. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to make it a sour IPA. I was like, yeah, do whatever you want. So sour session. Yeah, it was a it was a goza <laughs> and then style. I, and then I decided I wanted to put salt in it, so I was like, "Fuck it, we're making a goza sour <laughs> session." Yeah, it was it was interesting. That that was uh, that was probably the most fun spur of the moment beer that we've done in my opinion. Yeah. I loved it because like that's that's not like we could recreate that because like the records were kept and we we did what we were going for at the time, but it just changed around so many different times that. It was yeah. like, what are we doing? And it was changing by the hour. And I was gone. I was gone when you started brewing it. So our yeah. kettle sours take like two days roughly uh, to get, you know, from, from grain to knockout on the hot side. Right. And he, so when he started, I wasn't there. And then he left and I finished it. So there was no actual like communication <laughs> in person about what it was supposed yeah. to be. It was just, there's, there's a sour <laughs> in the tank. You have to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> this, okay. Don't let it sit too long, guys. There were like four texts. Not even like, hey, what are you doing? What should I do with this? What should be the pH of it? When should I start this? It's like, I want to change this. Sounds like our I was. I was just about to say, it's so fucking, like, it's so analogous to like what our podcast is. Like, like Lauren will start with an idea or, so, or just some kind of something. And then I'll do something totally different or I'll completely change it and... You know, make it better. You know, normal partnerships work. I'm like, work. well, I think we should do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. five minutes before I started recording, I'm like, well, how about we're, we'll add this in? He's like, I fucking hate See, you. Yeah, that's where, like, like uh, Jesse and I probably vibe is we like to be organized and things yeah. have to be in order. We're the creative structure yeah, like yeah. oh my god i like to think of it as organized a chaos. system would yes. be nice dude yes. if, if we can we can deviate from the system but have a fucking yes. system yeah yeah i'm totally down for that deviation i love lauren but if i let her run the I'm podcast like, yeah, that's great but i'm gonna do this <laughs> there wouldn't be a podcast to to talk about if there wasn't both sides like my organization yeah which is why your beers are so yeah good. Yeah, exactly. And that's balance. That's branch yeah, blade. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Robbie, 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 we're branch, we're branch blade, but except the yeah, you're you're blade branch. Yeah, <laughs> it was meant to Actually, be that this is we, our person. We had a uh, we had a brewery message us on Instagram today, and their name is Branch and Bone. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I, I kind of want to message them right now and be like, hey, you guys want to do a collab and just make it like a yearly thing? I've never met you. I don't know yeah. your year, but let's do a collab Why not? every year from now on. <laughs> be like, I want to bone that. They're out in Ohio. <laughs> Fuck it, Ohio. right? Ohio. Yeah. I just drank a bunch of beers. I've never Ohio. been to Ohio. There's not much. I just got that trivia question wrong. All right. Do you guys do you guys want to talk about something other than that? Want to wrap it up with... Uh, the overrated bands? Yeah. It's definitely. Um, but I have to. I have you got to piss? I need a new beer, All right. so. Oh, All right. Well, Robbie's got to be good. I'll actually grab you both of those things. So. 
you need to drink a piss. And, uh, <laughs> he needs to a drink beer. a piss and okay, drink that's words, dude. <laughs> but yes, short answer yes. All right, we're gonna take a, a quick beer break. Ready? Go. Well, it looks like Lauren and Robbie are off to get another beer. Seems like a lot of beer, you two. I know I'm supposed to plug your social media and such, but have you ever considered the idea that you might have a drinking problem? Are my words falling on deaf ears? Oh, I'm so alone during these cutaways. Be sure to check out their social media and their Patreon, I guess. Now, back to the show. And we are back from our second beer break. We all have the same beers. There's nothing new to talk about. But what we are going to talk about are what we think are the most overrated bands of all time. And I'm sure this is probably going to get us a lot of angry comments. Is that the word? Maybe angry comments. People are going to be bullshit, Robbie. Yeah, but people like what they like. I, so. feel, I filled in Jesse's brother in the intermission. I, I told Jesse's brother which band I thought was so overrated. And he's already pissed at me, so yeah. Nice. I already know I, that Robbie's going to say a bunch well. of beers, or a bunch of beers, a bunch of bands that are overrated, and I'm going to be like, fuck you, so, I okay. love that. So we had, we had another episode where we did, uh, I believe we called it like the great food debate, and we debated like food topics, <laughs> and I think that's the only time in my life that I've ever been like legitimately mad at Lauren. So, <laughs> Ro- okay, Robbie doesn't believe in ketchup. Was it a was it a ranch blue cheese? That was part of it. I could understand. Part ketchup. of it. But, ketchup. Okay. No, fuck you. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> blue cheese. I got mad. Yeah. Do you like ketchup? I do. Yeah. You like ketchup? I don't. I don't dislike it. <laughs> Hear that, Robbie? Normal people like fucking Either way. ketchup. Thank I you. have never fucked ketchup, <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. They look, they consume ketchup. <laughs> I'd touch it, but I wouldn't. Right, fuck. exactly. Same, same. Uh, I wouldn't say I would. Depends on if it's Saturday night or not. <laughs> oh man, he's the one that was mad at me for my band. Yes. <laughs> Hi, you want to say hello? No. Well, you no. Just did. Such a Damn it! Thank you, buddy. What's You're your name? Shane. Shane, you work at Brandon Wade. Yeah, I'm a pretty. Old. <laughs> he, yeah. he has a nice beard. <laughs> Everybody has a nice beard in the beer industry, Lauren. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go back and forth, and we're going to kind of go over our most overrated bands of all time, at least according to our opinion, so don't get mad. Either way. Well, what do you think? So how (laughs) how many choices did you guys come up with? I have have three and an honorable mention. All right, so give me your most overrated. (laughs) I'm interested because I actually actually don't have any. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Really? I haven't been th- I haven't been thinking about it, that? but I also don't have it. We told him. Yeah, All right, so Trevor told him this. <laughs> Trevor told me before, like right before we started. Oh really? Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, I forgot to tell uh, Jesse the topic, but it's fine. It's fine. Very much typical this relationship. <laughs> All right, I'll jump right in. I think uh, the two most overrated bands of all time, and I separated this into two different generations. Uh, for the for the older crowd, I think the Rolling Stones, and for the younger crowd, not super young, um, I would say Green Day. I think they're absolute trash. Oh, uh, trash! Danny, uh, I love you, but I totally yeah. Agree with that. I I okay. So Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones almost made my honorable mentions as overrated, 
But one of my favorite songs of all time is, um, oh, fucking, now I'm drawing a blank. It must, must be great. Fucking A, why am I drawing a blank now? Either way, we, I like there's one good Rolling Stone song that I really love, but overall Paint It Black. Not Paint It Black, you just said that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'll think of it, but if I say it enough times, is it Is right? it no? <laughs> Paint it black. Paint it black. Paint, paint it black. Paint it black. Is, is that it? Is that the one? Uh, I love Rolling Stones, and I think you guys are all. <laughs> I think Rolling Stones. I honestly think Rolling Stones are great, and I think we we talked about this before too. And I know, yes, it's it's almost like the basic music of like our past generation, but like I honestly think that that there's like that that like. It gives you a feeling, right? And I think that's what music is. Music is an emotional response to something, right? But so, not anger. So I <laughs> well, agree well, no, with that. That's, that's totally wrong. Because yeah, there's a lot true. of people who love hardcore music. I don't, personally. But I there's have, a lot of people who love I'm it because it draws so What do you hate it when so I listen to when you come in? Oh, Disturbed. That's my oh, least. Oh, you listen overrated. To that, there we go. Wait, wait, I didn't think wait, of wait, anything, wait. but Disturbed is so overrated. Wait, wait, wait. What do you think about their cover of Sound of Silence? I think it's a hundred thousand times better. It's good. Than it's good. Well, Simon and Garfunkel can lick it. I liked Branson Bryant, but I don't know now. It's good. Yeah. So I remember the name of the song, no, Beast it, of it Burden. But what do you think about Land of Confusion? Oh, what? Wait, what Beast of Burden by Rolling Stone is like one of my favorite right. songs. But yeah, right. that's a great that's song. A good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That wrong. is a great song. But but does that one song make them a great like? Okay, so the so, difference between a shitty band that, like, people jazz. praise and, like, Do you want me to an overrated band the, is that, like, an overrated uh, band is still good, but they just receive why? more praise than they deserve. I think it depends on the band. It just, it differs between every single band. It really does. No, I think I mean, that I an overrated band is a band that's a good band, <laughs> but they just... People are like, yeah, they're the fucking best. No, because like, no, Disturbed sucks, but a bunch of people like so them, but fuck them. So. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's fair. I do. Uh, <laughs> Even I, a Disturbed fan thinks that's right. I will say, though, is that, is that Sound of Silence especially is just a song that Disturbed comes through raw. By Disturbed, no, and they're really, really nice. What if you talk about, like, you could have, they, they did, uh, Obviously, they do their own songs, but you have them doing Simon and Garfunkel, yeah. and they kill it. And then they do Genesis, Phil Collins, Land of Confusion, so, no. and they kill that too. They just, they, I think, I think they're they're not everybody's cup of tea, and I understand that. And nor, normally, I wouldn't want to listen to them, but when I was younger, they were my good video game uh, music. And now, when I get here super early. And I just don't feel like doing anything. They're my motivation music to just be like, all right, I'm gonna disturbed. Yeah, man. I'll get here at five thirty in the morning. And I'll start playing disturbed. It's weird because my motivation music is, oh shit, I own a business. I need. To <laughs> Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Never heard that song. <laughs> send me, send me that playlist. It's, it's done. Yo yo Bach is yeah, yo, yo, Bach. That's it. No. Fuck. <laughs> Oh man! So I guess I go with my first overrated band of all time. To me, uh, Weezer. I think Weezer is w- way they too overrated. They just did a whole okay. cover album, though. 
Okay. Did yeah. you like their cover of uh, Africa? Africa. Africa. It, yeah, it was good. It was fine. good, but it, but still, I think their like their original stuff. That that's. I personally think that radio like the cover is it was so the best really. I think it was so. But well but it, like of their whole album. No no I think it was good. I just thought it was so. Yeah. Well See Weezer isn't one that I thought of, and I like Weezer, but I don't. <laughs> I just, well, that's what Trevor's I'm saying. A, Trevor's very yeah. middle of the road. No, How I, could I disagree with I you, but also I, agree at the same time? I, just, I, I could totally see it. I I don't think Weezer is fantastic. I also, like, if you say that they're overrated, I understand that because I don't think that they're projected as, like, the best ever. But if everybody says that they're, like, above average and I could just see them, you being like, I think they're, like, mid-grade, maybe a little below. Weezer is fine. But if you're saying Weezer's terrible, no. I would... Totally disagree with you. I just think I think Weezer's good. I would say that um, again, going back to the whole like music as an emotional response to something. Like when I was in high school, say it ain't so. I would scream <laughs> that at the top of my fucking lungs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Nowadays, I would never fucking. No, because we kick I your ass. <laughs> I still do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still do that, and I do that with Buddy Holly. Yeah, oh, Buddy Holly. <laughs> but that's the point. Like mute. Music is supposed to, like, generate some sort of emotional response. And some bands just hit it, even if it's not great. Okay, so living... (laughs) But I do think that Weezer... Living out in California, Weezer is a California band. So just constantly hearing how good Weezer is all the fucking time from these Californians just pisses me off. So I think that has a part to play in it. So what about, I'm going to add a new overrated band based on California. What do you think of Sublime? I think they're a little overrated. I don't have an opinion. I totally disagree. I'm in the middle. Yeah. Because I, totally I, lo- I, like, I like Sublime. If you play what I got all the time. Well, here's my argument. I don't think they downgraded when it's Sublime with Rome. Oh, I love Sublime with Rome. And and I would I say the Dirty Heads, Iration, those are other California. Is Dirty Heads from California? I know Iration's from California, and I think they're just as good, if not better, at that style. See, of I like Iration. That's why they, that's why they collabed. <laughs> but does that does that make them overrated? <clears throat> I, I do. I, I think so. So if if you're saying something is really really good, and then there's are you an saying easy they're the replacement, best. they're number one. No. Does that mean really good is number one? Uh, can like you be good, really good really and not good, number one? Really good being in like legends. I think we're really good and not number one. <laughs> right. So, so then, but that music is I, I like some people might think we're overrated. I don't know. Like that could happen. No. I guess. I think I think Treehouse is overrated. I don't yes. Think so you can be overrated and number one because in the in the the wide yeah popularity wise yeah one. right and if they right. could be overrated yeah. I can see that. I, well, so that's I, what I'm I think I, I think like overrated house, knows but... no bounds. You could be the worst and be overrated because you belong below that, or you could be the best and you're overrated. And I think that the better you are, the easier it is to be overrated. Do we need to set standards for overrated right no, now? No, not at all. Perception, right? Perception's yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying before with marketing. It's all about so like you say something is going to be good. Yeah, you could compare this to beer companies. I mean, technically, Anheuser Busch or whatever is the number one selling whatever in the United States, but it's clearly not the best. True. Go fuck your corn water. That. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the Super Bowl. No, no. Miller and Coors do. They don't use high fructose corn syrup, but they use corn. No, they no, they don't. No. 
against the other. Ah, oh, fuck, it's right. And actually, God damn it. like, we use, we've used corn in some of our beers. Dextrose is corn. Dextrose is corn sugar. And that's what, uh, yeah, Miller, Miller cores right now are, and they're coming out and they're, they're actually giving an intelligent answer. They're like, we're not using high fructose corn syrup, which Low is the bad thing. No, they're just like, we're using dextrose, which is fully fermentable sugar. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just pure sugar. And that's, that's where the line is, I guess, which is something that a lot of breweries actually yeah. use. And I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Is it a cheat? That's, I, that's I, I don't know. I look at dextrose like I look at lactose. It's an ingredient that you can use for different purposes. Yeah. But if it, you have sugar. To, if you have that's to use that to make your beer taste like something. It doesn't make like, your beer taste, taste like, like something, anything, though. Like what? Dextrose Any, only improves what does that mean? ABV. <laughs> well, All right, no, dextrose, so Bud, dextrose Bud Light, dry if I drank Ghosted next to Bud Light. That's, I but think why would you compare that? So many why would you ever compare those Because they're both but no, but, but no, that's no, such no, a wide spectrum. But, but not me specifically, but like for the average beer drinker. So when I went home for Christmas, that's what you're saying. Yeah, all of my brothers they drink Bud Light, and that's it. So I brought a double IPA. I don't remember what it was. Probably something illegal. I was like, try this beer, and my brother was like, this is really good. I was like, that's because all you drink is Bud Light. Right. Like, change it up. And also, what? Change it up. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was like, drink this beer. It's a double IPA. Yeah, it's eight percent, but like, you're not drinking it to hydrate yourself. Well, that's like that's one of the whole reasons the whole craft beer market happened, right? Is because there was four or five brands you would go to, and they were all the fucking same. There was very small, minute differences between Coors and Bud Light and Miller or whatever, and somebody sierra nevada or like i mean i don't know craft brewing has been around boston beer company i mean home brewing or home home brewing has been around since the 80s we both like sierra nevada like that's not a sierra nevada Nevada pale ale is the first beer that i had that made me want to brew beer that and honestly sierra nevada pale ale is my go-to like if i'm like at a gas station i'm like i need a, a beer to drink tonight like if that's in the fridge that's what i get yeah but that's the whole point is that 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 made you realize that you're not limited to any sort of just a lager. There's so much more out. It's cooking. It's you don't have to have chicken. Somebody's hungry. What the fuck? God, you can add like bacon. that buffalo chicken. I thought I thought he was saying that because he was I'm watching really me feed his dog chicken. <laughs> I thought he was saying you don't have to have chicken, Wait, and I'm like, oh, chicken. Right he just, I just gave him a bite of chicken. Oh, good. <laughs> So, Lauren, what is your uh, over at Ben? Are we or going bands? in order, or are we going backwards? I think we have like mine's, mine's in order. I think but... everybody's given one. All right. My third in order, then, is the Beach Boys. Beach Boys, the really? Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah. The Beach Boys. Yeah. Well, all right. Because, literally, if you listen to the Beach Boys, all their songs fucking sound the same. But that was the time. Brian, Brian Wilson? Serving you Like <laughs> That was what? the time. That was the California rock, though. That was... No, I know that, but, like... You can still have more than one album that sounds different <laughs> from the other. Like, uh, and he was psycho. He so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beach Boys. I liked it. If you could just just take out the main vocals of Beach Boys and like put in the background <laughs> music and like and like the background vocals, I'm happy. That's fine. I just I really think Beach Boys are overrated. 
I can't agree with you, but I understand. Granted, I love Jesse from Full House. Jesse, yeah, when they played. But. <laughs> I think that uh, Beach Boys, personally, I like. I feel like that's just the time, you know. I understand totally what you're saying. Like, I wouldn't listen. To yeah. Them, well, that. and and that's and that that comes with like a little bit of a disclaimer for like the whole episode is that most of the bands I'm going to say, <laughs> I wasn't alive for their time, so I don't fully understand the cultural influence yeah. of them. But well, uh, I feel like a good band should be able to to. He's just trying to light a candle on fire. Yeah, you created something special. Yeah, <laughs> it looks creepy. Yes. Oh, that is the alternate label. I so like when it. you when you when you brew uh, four thousand cans of this, you have to individually burn each burn one of the eyes eyeballs. of the ghost. Okay. Yeah. That would make us we'll very unique. The next one. There he goes. He's burning the ghosts here. But like, I understand that I wasn't alive like during their most influential times. But like. I feel like a good band who's not overrated should be able to carry through generations. All right, so I didn't say who I thought was overrated, but I feel like we'd be remiss to say Nickelback should be at his dimension. Nickelback so. can go just <laughs> well, overrated with how it almost, it almost seems like a, like everyone time. agrees. Right? But do you think they're overrated like, though? Because I feel like people hate okay, them. Are we talking about overrated, overrated or just good right? Bad it's almost bands. like everyone just knows, like, oh, that wasn't a good band, but for some reason it hit some kind of. Market. The American public is I stupid. Think they, they really hit a good influx of like, <laughs> yeah, like, what like high school freshmen. Yeah, like they were like, I have feelings. Let's put out a really good song <laughs> right now, and like. The population is really enriched in high school's chicks. We're like, Fair. yes, look at that photograph. <laughs> you see this photograph? It's on my phone. Look at this. It's on my MySpace. Like, <laughs> Every time I do it, it makes yeah. me laugh. <laughs> so what about the opposite way, though? So we're talking about overrated bands, but, or artists, I guess I should say, because my point is um, somebody who I think is kind of underrated and this is probably a really weird thing but Childish Gambino Donald Trump lover he's uh, I think he's I actually think he's a genius <laughs> I legitimately think yeah. he's a fucking both, in a lot both, of ways both Robbie and I right love you like the I, I like his acting stuff I don't listen to his music though well, oh, his, his I, music is very rough but it's it's like it hits a demographic that you're just like yep I get what you're fucking doing Freaks yes. and Geeks by Gambino is just ridiculous I, I love Childish Gambino um, so he was raised as Jehovah's Witness. Do you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so he was raised as Jehovah's Witness. I listened to his. He did an interview with NPR. Wow. Love NPR. Um, but I love Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino for so many reasons because he's such an overarching talent. Oh, he's yeah. an actor. He's so he's, talented. He's so a many rapper. He like, writes TV shows. He's a producer. Have you guys he's seen so, Atlanta? Yeah. Atlanta is so I haven't brilliant. seen it, but I like even just from the reviews of it. Like, Oh, you should watch it. It's right. so Listen, well. Lauren doesn't know things. I don't watch movies. <laughs> I don't. That's why we couldn't talk about Game of Thrones tonight, guys. I'm so sorry. I just I don't All watch right. TV. I apologize, but I have to uh, I have to sign off. That's good. Uh, you were adopted. Thank <laughs> you. My yeah, my What he said. My girlfriend's here, I don't get to see her very often, and it 
it's like six hours past. That's five. fine. Also, I, they brew beer that we love, so we don't want to keep totally it Totally understand. Up. We want to make sure he brews it right. All right, thank yes. you. Honestly, thank don't you guys. Don't let him kid you. He's going uh, on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just has to pack his bags. Yeah. Thank, like, thank you guys for having us. Uh, it was actually it was a lot of fun. I thought it'd be absolute garbage. No, <laughs> uh, no I, I, I figured it would be fun, but like this, is, this has been really cool. I've enjoyed the conversations a lot. And if you guys want to do anything in the future as well, I'm definitely not down at all. Was he trying to <laughs> ask you guys to collab? Because you guys want to collab? Uh, Let's collab. I said beats, so like if you want to do a sour beat, beer. I'm just, there's not a brewery. I'm just saying Kim wants to collab. All right, thank you guys. Right. Appreciate it. I'm saving this can because all the ghost faces are burnt. And it actually looks kind you of. You save that forever. Yeah. All right. Honestly, yeah, it's been great. Again. Thanks, Trevor. Great meeting you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So we have the good one. All right, let's continue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> come, come in close to the mic. Well, you have Winston, too. Yeah. Yes, Winston. He's chilling. He's it like, Dad, like where the fuck? Where are we going home to? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we can finish up our, our bands, and then we'll... Yeah, disperse. we can wrap it up. Don't worry. Sure, yeah. I think that, honestly, I'd like to stick on the Donald Glover thing, because he's a yeah. <laughs> no, I and I totally agree. I love Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. I was listening to him on the way to Keene. Like, no way. Yeah. yeah. I think his music is great, but also I just think he. I think beyond having good music now is understanding what people you listen to, regardless of whether you think it's good or not. It's understanding what's <clears> going to hit a market for it, and it's kind of how beer is. Whether I like Ghosted or not, which I I love Ghosted, but I think that beer is going to hit a market. Like, I know that there's people who want that beer. Yeah. I would absolutely order this beer. Right. I would go out of my way to get yeah. this beer. And I think that's what he's doing, but at, like, an exceptional rate. And he's doing it across different platforms. He's doing it acting, singing, performing. He, he was a comedian for a while. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing that I like about him, is that he understands the difference between each. Because if you listen to his last um, comedy special... He talks about, yeah, people listen to my, my like, rap albums. They're like, you're a totally different person on my, like, on your rap albums. And he's like, yeah, I can be funny, but, like, I'm going to talk about fucking your bitch. Like, yeah. that, like that's the difference. Because he gets that, it. He just understands that, that that's what people are looking for in that market, in that. Yes. Yeah. It, and, it, and it honestly takes somebody, like, like, you run a brewery. We run a podcast. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. to do and like this is your you're job you're trying to capture a market you're yeah. trying to look for you, people you, who you are you want to know your audience yeah. and so he has so many footings in every like aspect of 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 social media or like like tv movie comedy music everything that he's like this is how I have and to it's be. all exceptional before we go too far off on a childish gambino do you have any other overrated? Did I just say my first Nirvana? You said Nirvana. Yeah. I don't... Oh, yeah. you didn't say Nirvana oh, at all. I think. <laughs> I think Nirvana is very overrated. I think that they had um, a very short span of influential. Well, he time, killed himself. But so. Then, oh, but then Kurt Cobain just pulled well, that. It was like uh, like Pearl Jam, right? Yeah, well, they they started yeah, the grunge they, they world. Were, I mean, they were very. Well, that's oh, really? what I was gonna say is that they were like super influential in the very. grunge movement, and then for for a very short amount 
Right, but was so maybe I'm uneducated. I don't know. Was was Pearl Jam before that? Or yes. Okay, so I'm pretty sure Pearl Jam was before Nirvana, but Nirvana had their, they really solidified that grunge movement, that style. But but the thing that I like, I think Nirvana was a was a decent band, um, but they made up most of their songs literally in the recording studio, Um, and I don't, I I really don't think they were that good. (laughs) Like, to be honest, I think that they gained a lot of popularity because of Kurt Kurt Cobain's death. Like, if he hadn't died, I think that they would have I think you're, I I gotta, I I gotta disagree. They were super popular. I don't care what you say. They were super popular when they, when he was still alive. Like, crazy popular. No, and I, and I understand that, but I think that they only gained popularity through his death. Like I honestly, if he had, if he had, yeah, see, I gotta disagree with that. I really, I think, no. I think Kurt Cobain was fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And that gained enough attention that his death warranted some sort of like media attention. But, and I actually agree. I I'm not. So I was in a band in middle school and I was. Yeah, that's what you play. <laughs> Recorder. I play yes. regular guitar. I played marionette. But I thought that uh, we, the first song we played was Floyd the Barber by Nirvana. I don't, it's not even a popular yeah. Nirvana song. But it's a very simple... It's such a stupid song. And when I was playing, I was like, this is fucking dope. This is fucking <laughs> That's what I'm saying! <laughs> like, but it's like catchy. It's, it's almost like rap before rap was there, right? It's catchy and people are like, oh, what's well, that's yeah. right. that's, Oh my god, I get is, it. Like, what separates that song from popular, like, pop songs now? Like, that's the only Because it started a movement. Song, like, popular. Because, no, it started well, a yeah. movement. It wasn't just yes. a song that was there. It started a, a complete that's movement. Fair. But it, could you listen Which to... Which is scary, because yeah. it was <laughs> yeah. Could you listen to Smells Like Teen Spirit ten times in a row? No, but most most albums you just couldn't. I mean... I could literally listen to, like, Fleetwood Mac's <laughs> Okay, Rumors like Rumors is totally different. That's the greatest album of all time. That is, yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Fleetwood Mac is overrated because they're a good band. So like, is Nirvana. Nirvana. <laughs> but you can't listen to, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit. You couldn't. The same amount of times as you can smell... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. But but you know, and and also this, I'm not saying they're a bad band. Like Nirvana's a fine band, but I just think that they're overrated. I also think it's hard. It's hard to judge on Nirvana right now. Being like we're all pretty young, like we're young adults, right? Yeah, I feel like uh, that band. Like there's so much behind Nirvana right now that if you talk shit about Nirvana, people are like, yeah, that changed my yeah. life. Yeah, but that's the same as my next band. Like you're Pink offending Floyd. somebody if like, you say like Dark Side good. of the Dark Side of the Moon album by Pink Floyd. Like that's true. That's that's fair. That's like, like I there are people younger brilliant. than me who are like, oh yeah, it's so great. Yeah, like, well, I can't they, get over. It. I'm like, that's true. That's why? a good point. That's a good point because they were super like transcendent, right? Like Pink, Pink Floyd like had a movement behind it, as did yeah. Nirvana. But I still think that Nirvana, like if I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably pick. See, I would choose well, I Nirvana. Would, I would pick Pink Floyd. <laughs> so that's that's opposite no, see, for me. I would I would absolutely pick Pink yeah. Floyd over Nirvana. I only because I, Nirvana is like 
you, I guess you can't really compare the two, but the Beatles started like the Beatles and Elvis started the rock movement. Nirvana started the grunge movement. You can't deny it. There is no back forward. No, it started a movement. You absolutely yeah. cannot deny that. You can't deny that. Isn't that Nirvana. What we just said? We said, what about, what about Pearl Jam? They weren't, I don't think they were grunge before, before that. I what? think they switched. I, don't I think they were switched. I, I think starting out, Pearl Jam no. was they're like they're like Journey, like Journey so who, switched too to like a totally different here's, style. Here's what I, here's how I look at if it. If you want like, to diss Journey, go don't just. <laughs> well, I, I don't care about that, <laughs> but I look at it like every. I always look into it in the context of what I'm doing, right? So like, in terms of brewing beer, I'm like we always look at what people before us yeah. are doing, right? So who did who influenced Nirvana? There's always somebody that influences I'm sure. something else, right? So what you guys are podcasting, right? Who influenced you to you guys, you guys like Joe Rogan podcast? A little bit, yeah. I love yeah. Joe Rogan. I listen to his fucking podcast yeah. all the time. Not, not recently, but I used to. But my point is that you always look at somebody before you, and yes. that's what influences you to do what you do. And of course, you're going to have something that makes you different and unique, but like there is an influencer before that. So nothing really is entirely unique. No. It, to a certain degree, yes. there's some influence prior from somebody Oh, of else. course. So we could come out with a beer tomorrow and say this is a new fucking style, but it could be a culmination of like this is a new style things that we have learned over years style. and years and years. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why they're they're overrated, <laughs> but they're not bad. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's like, I'll listen to Teen Spirit once, but I'm not gonna listen to it. Sm- smells like Teen Spirit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're not that. They're not that good. Like there are other like if you're like. Let me listen to this band right now because it's gonna get me to where I need to be. Nirvana's not there. Like, has there ever been a time in your life where you're like, I need to listen to fucking Nirvana right now? No, never once. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but I've also no. I don't think I've ever done that with music in general. Oh wow. Really? On my way in here, I was like, Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> oh, I will say I love that song. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Backstreet Boys and Nirvana. God damn it, Bill Collins! Yes. <laughs> you guys have one more band that you think is overrated? Musician band? All right. What did I say? I said Nirvana, Pink Floyd, Backstreet Back. uh, Beach Boys. Okay, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> no. Uh, I listened to them on the way here. I have I have an honorable mention. Who is that? Because I don't really have any. So. You have any more? Yeah, I do. Anymore? I I have two more, right, but I'll go through quick. Uh, I have ACDC. But only the Brian Johnson version. That's because all of their songs. Fucking well, it didn't. I think ACDC. So Bon Scott, when it was Bon Scott, the original singer, I liked them. But Brian Johnson, I'm not a huge fan. But that's we can go past that. <laughs> and my my nephew would my, my number one <laughs> just uh, overrated, and I I fucking hate him too. Uh, Bob Dylan. I think Bob Dylan is totally overrated. I knew this is gonna be under Robbie. <laughs> listen, I love Bob Dylan, and I don't agree with you. I think that he was such so overrated. an influential human. No, go fuck yourself. I don't care what you say. I love Bob Dylan. I think he was. I'm kind of on the. I kind of agree with him. But God he, damn but he, it! But here's why. Here's why. All right. Because I'm a huge Jimi Hendrix fan, right? And Jimi Hendrix was actually a fan yeah. of Bob Dylan. He started playing All Along the Watchtower. Because Bob, Bob Dylan's 
<laughs> right, but he started playing all along the watchtower. Which in, I got in, right in my trivia. In Jimi Hendrix's version, yeah. right? So Jimi Hendrix changed the song to how he thought it would be cool, how yeah. he liked playing it. And then Bob Dylan started playing it the way <laughs> Jimi Hendrix was playing it. Because <laughs> why not? Well, that's like if you brewed a beer in a in another brewery was like, I like this beer. I'm going to brew it this way. And you're like, oh, I like how you brewed it. Let me brew it better this way. No, right. it doesn't make sense. I, mean, I guess like, to your point, but like... I, yeah, no, that I, makes I, total sense. I mean, I, 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 I guess I kind of see that, yeah. Right? But like if somebody came out with Ghosted... I'd be like, you guys just took what we did and tried to do it better. But if it was actually better, then I'd be like, all right, what'd you do that was different? So I kind of see what you're saying. But it doesn't make us great. That yeah. doesn't make us great. It makes us a starter of something, but, but it but doesn't make us great. Just because Jimi Hendrix took that song doesn't mean he's overrated. Bob Dylan was so influential in the time that he was playing. <laughs> I don't think he no, was. I don't, think he was. I don't give a shit. Listen, I don't. <laughs> Bob Dylan was so influential in the time that he was playing. Like even somebody like my mom, who was growing up in the time that he was playing, she went the first concert that she went to for Bob Dylan. He started playing electric guitar, and she was like, "Fuck that! I hate him. I hate his music." Because all that they knew then was acoustic. But he—that's fair. That's a good point. I will say that's a good point. If if it transcends something, like if it if it if it changes somebody's perception, especially yeah. with music, if it's that different and it changes somebody's perception, I think it is worth at least it, it's at least noteworthy. Right? And that's like it, that's like the lowest base of it. Is that like my mom was like, I love. But that's kind of that kind of is what I'm saying. Like if you're starting something, that's good, but it doesn't make you great, right? Like so, if you start something, if you're transcendent. It's almost weird because transcendent is such a like a positive word, right? If you're transcendent, you're doing something. You're you're like in the middle. You started something. I think you're I think positive. where the where the difference is is that if you're the first to transcend, but he didn't do anything to be fair. the first transcend at all. Zero. But he, but he did. No, he didn't. That's though. what he did. Well, he is kind of like no, he, he like did. Rock, Robbie, you know, like electric rock. Like, but there was he, people before he that. He took acoustic to rock. He took. He that's true. I mean, there is to, to electric. No, is, but that's that kind of goes back to what I was saying, where like he was influenced by somebody else, and he just happened to bridge yeah. that gap, right? Like, yeah, like he made that bridge between acoustic and rock, and like there were people that went to that concert that he played electric, and they were like, "Fuck you! I hate the sound. I don't want to listen to you again." But then there were people that were like, "Okay, I can like I can understand what you're trying to do," and they stayed with him. I and can that's, appreciate that. That's that's how he maintained his base. I just think people did it better. I don't agree with you, Robbie. <laughs> I just think people I, did it better. Well, that's because you're like, you're like, he plays fucking harmonica and he sounds like a train whistle. <laughs> which you're He's not a horrible wrong, singer. But he transcended music and he, he, he bridged generations. Oh, I'm Bob Dylan. Sorry. Ooh, so, fucking fuck you. God damn shit. it. I saw him. Honestly, I saw him in concert and I couldn't understand. Exactly, what I'm fucking saying. He's horrible, trash. I sat there for two hours and I heard like two notes in, like in changing of the wind. Years old? On the encore, I was like, I don't know what you said at all. Granted, like, like James, James Taylor, I was like, three encores. He was like, let me keep playing, and they're like, no, I'm kicking you off stage. Ooh, I think I saw James. 
So we should probably end this episode. It's been a long time. We this might be split up. Although one of the brewers is left. This yeah, might right. be split up. You guys should probably edit this. We, we might do two parts. We might do one. Like a part A and part B, because it's it's been plenty worth it to have this more social media. Yeah, right? this yeah. this, this good conversation with people, I think it's been great. So before we go, before I exit out the show, I want to ask one last question. You survived all this bullshit. It's been great. But is there any advice for the people wanting to start their own brewery? Anything you would have done differently? We've talked about it before. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. So, one last bit of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Foresight is definitely twenty twenty, and uh, I went into this without any knowledge of knowing what um, a brewery would be or needed to be. And I had uh, just started. Prior to this, actually, I was working on two startup health and wellness companies. And uh, what did you? I'm sorry. I was a teacher before this. A teacher of phys ed. I was a phys ed teacher in Mass. I was living in New Hampshire though, so I was commuting like an hour and a half home life. Oh shit. Um, I was also a strength and conditioning coach. I still am. I still work at the college. Um, and I still I used to do it at the high school too. I don't do that anymore. Not here. In Keene. Oh, in Keene. Yes. Yeah. At Keene State yeah. and at Keene High. And at Keene High and. Oh, and, uh, um, and the school that I used to work at, so a bunch of places. But I would say that if you're if you really want to start a brewery, have some foresight. Like you need to have some experience in it. Understand everything that goes into it because you can have the best beer ever. You can start a brewery because you think you're brewing great beer. That's that doesn't mean shit. Honestly, that doesn't mean anything. You can, honestly, I can meet a home brewer tomorrow. You guys, one of you could bring me a brew and I could say this is the best, whatever it is, IPA, sour, whatever, that I've ever had. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you can go off and just start a brewery. Uh, business is so multifaceted and you just have to be versed in so many different things and fields. And the amount of people you have to communicate with on a daily basis to run a business is unreal, uh, especially a business like this. In New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, you have to serve food if you want to serve clients. So we technically have to mm-hmm. serve food. We have to serve, uh, we have a restaurant license, so we have to, I'm pretty sure, provide full meals. Um, we don't have to have table service, but um, we have to have hot and cold options. Uh, we also have to manage everything on the cold side, manage employees, manage bartenders. Um, you need to, it's, it's down to even having toilet paper in stock making sure your bathrooms are clean. Um, who's shoveling the pathway to your business? Who's taking care of the uh, plowing of the, the uh, of your, where people park? Like, there's so many, who's taking your grain? What are you doing with adjunct? How much does that cost? What Who, do you do with that? We give it to farmers. Yep. So we have local farmers that do take it. Do you give it to like Stonewall Farm or? Um, uh, shit, I'm sorry, I forget. We had just got a new farm two weeks ago most of it now um, they do the yogurt local they do yogurt stony field um, um, pudding uh, not stony field <laughs> they do pudding uh, oh my god i feel so terrible because it so it used to be archway farm it used to be parker family farm which they still take some um, and um, that's it but now there's another farm it's a dairy farm local who takes almost all of our grain and uses all of it for their cows. Yep. Um, and they produce a lot of it. Yep. So, I love that. 
But we do still have to, even with that, we still have to uh, compost a lot of it. So that's another thing. Where do you compost? Is that compost near a uh, wastewater site? Can you compost yeah. there? Is the city going to allow you to compost there? Can you actually dump grain there? It's going to look good because if you have it in front of your business and then people see a bunch of grain dumped out in front of it, does that even look good for your business? Have you run into a lot of problems with the city of Keene doing that? Um, I would say that the city of Keene has actually been really good. Um, we've run into problems with them in certain ways. But I think when it comes to that kind of stuff, like wastewater, especially, like I'm pretty close. I deal a lot with the wastewater, so I, I deal with Aerosmith. treatment. Yes, Aerosmith. Yeah, he's a super nice guy. He loves me. Super nice. <laughs> he's a super nice guy. He's a stickler for rules, but he's a super nice guy. We have a lot of waste. Breweries are super wasteful. If you ever want to start yep. a brewery, know that everything you do is going to be waste. <laughs> and you have to figure out how to deal with that waste. Because, first of all, it's not environmentally environmentally friendly so right. when you're trying to get rid of it it's it's just not easy it, there's no you're like where am i gonna put it there's no ecological way to just get rid of all of the waste that you can produce in one day especially at the size we are which isn't that big we're doing a seven barrel system we have 15 barrel fermenters six 15s and two sevens and we have to figure out how to manage that every day i have to figure out how to we have oxygen, we have CO2, we have um, hops, grain, yeast, we have kegs, we have keg cleaning, we have chemicals that clean all of our, everything from the hot side to the cold side. We have, it's just ongoing. Like when you think you understand what you're dealing with, you have no fucking idea. There's always mm-hmm. something else. And every single day is something new. So if you're not ready to get super involved and jump full head first into something, you're not ready. So if you think you want to start a brewery, I don't know what your job is, but don't do it anymore because you're not going to be able to. You're just not. If you want to start a brewery, quit your day job. Yeah. Day job. Day job. No, I'm serious. You need. You can't do anything else. You don't have time. Like I, I still part-time train, but when I'm training teams at the college, all I'm thinking about is what I need to do here. And I'm here at least 12 hours a day, including That's- weekends. Like, so you work 80 hours a week. Easily. Is what you were saying yes. before. Like, you work another job on top of that? Yeah. I bear, Motherfucker, I work 40 hours a week and I run this podcast. I'm like, I'm so tired. What do you I can't run? I wash my dishes. What do you run? Week. You don't run shit. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, I'm like, well, I have to edit shit. I don't know what to do. I have, I have trivia on Wednesday. I don't know. Anything you want to do for fun? Yeah. I don't. I, I know I sound super like negative, fun. and yeah. I, I don't mean to come across that way. I just Realistic. think that you should know what you're getting involved with. If you want it to be, I if you want it to be successful, you need to you need to sacrifice a lot. I think my girlfriend's been calling me for three hours. <laughs> oh well, Jesus Christ, pick up. That's what I said too. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, I can't pick up the phone. I'm recording. Uh. Um. <laughs> so. We probably shouldn't yeah, go any further. Shut up, Laura. Rob, Rob is drunk. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Right? Not drunk at all. Look, at <laughs> <laughs> folks. Robert's yeah, right, right, folks. You heard it here from the horse's mouth firsthand. It's not easy running a brewery. We talked about it a lot tonight. We talked about the process of making beer, how Branch and Blade makes their beer, how they bring all this amazing product. 
to you, the people. We also talked about the most overrated bands of all time. We got a little off topic. Probably talked about Childish Gambino probably a little too much. But who the fuck cares? It was a good time. Ah, this is our it. first interview. It was amazing. I want to thank both Jesse and Trevor for taking the time out of their day to just talking with us. It's amazing. You guys have been amazing. Thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at The Brew Interviews. You can find us on Instagram at The Brew Interviews. Or you can go to Twitter at Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined, you can head over to patreon.com slash The Brew Interviews and help support the show. Become part of The Brew Interviews family. Where can they find you guys? Uh, we're at DAB Brewing Co. So that's our tag for Insta and uh, Facebook. And I'm not really great with social media, so I think I think we're on Twitter too, but I don't ever look at it. That's what you I are. Too. Um, our website is <laughs> <laughs> our web. I think the best thing is website or Insta. Uh, website is babbrewing.com, uh, and Insta is at DAB Brewing Co. Uh, we usually respond to instagram messages within a couple hours so and if you're near the keen area just drop by what's your address 17 brad Co street keen 031431 they're behind abishan yes right behind uh hampshire lumber it's when you're doing it right yep. it's uh ace hardware store or when you're building it right <laughs> or doing it right, whatever I... <laughs> <laughs> uh we would like to thank they make great beer. Yes. <laughs> we would like to thank You're our patrons right. over on Patreon. I forgot to mention that. We have Hillary, Mitch, Steph, and Karen. Thank you so much for your My continued mom. support. <laughs> it's been great. I love that she announces that portion. Uh, <laughs> for the Brew Interviews, I'm Robbie. And I'm Lauren. I'm Jesse. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. This has been amazing. Good night. Good night. This has been The Brew Interviews, a bi-weekly podcast about craft beers coast-to-coast with Lauren and Robbie. You literally fuck in it. It's a hole. <laughs> <laughs>